Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show, making your radio a WMD. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, it's our canned food drive. How many cans of food can we steal from a food bank? Then we try to get taxi drivers to join our jihad. The Ron and Fez Show, pray for mercy on your souls, and then realize your prayers have gone unanswered. Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Happy anniversary, Wayne. Stacy, we broke up two months ago. Well, that doesn't mean we can't still go out. Well, it does, actually. That's what breaking up is. Will, are you going to go to the gas works tonight? No. No! no. Don't you want to open your present? If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Open it. Okay. What is it? It's a gun rack. A gun rack? A, a gun rack. Yeah, right. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. What am I going to do with a gun rack? You don't like it? Fine. You know, Wayne, if you're not careful, you're going to lose me. I lost you two months ago. Are you mental?
Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. Ah, oh, buddies, it's the Rana Fez show. And I'd like to consider us Chiclone uh, Weather Center right now. People in the Midwest are getting a perfect storm. I need to get some updates. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's the biggest storm in 70 years hitting Chicago and the Midwest. It's coming together like God's wrath. And if you believe the uh, weather uh, channel at all, there won't be a brick on top of another brick within hours. That's how bad this storm's coming in. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's get those Ichibans going. Here's uh, Mike in Georgia. Mike, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. I got a new Ichiban for you. All right, man. What do you got? Well, we got uh, uh, Tony Romo definitely out for the season with a broken clavicle, and Brett Favre is questionable with two fractures in his left ankle. Uh, Brett Favre was playing that game with a uh, literally a destroyed ankle. Uh, they said so bad it actually made his penis smaller. And Tony Romo, uh, Pepper Hicks's fantasy quarterback, franchise quarterback. <laughs> Got crushed last night, broke the clavicle, and out four to eight weeks, which basically around this time starts to look like the end of a season. Yeah. Last night I'm watching Fancy Cast because uh, I don't have ESPN, so I have to watch it online. And I see one play <laughs> past the Miles Austin 14 yards. Yeah, this is going great for me. And then it's like it's like a, a nothing happens for a while. I'm like what happened? And then. Who the fuck is this coming in from Romo? Why would they take Romo out? I have to go on Twitter to find out what happened to him because the guy in news reports didn't go to it. And I don't have ESPN to watch it. You think maybe you're taking your fantasy football a little too serious? It's ruining my fucking life. Maybe. Seriously, it's deep depression. I'm sick. <laughs> I had the fucking flu. And I'm dealing with Tony Romo getting a guy that broke a clavicle. Well, I went, I went looking at your numbers because you lost by how much last night? Ten. Ten points. Did you see how your backup quarterback did? Yeah, Carson Palmer threw 400 yards. <laughs> he had fuck? 41 points. 41 points. It would have been a blown out if I would just got him start Carson. Well, he'll, he'll be starting next week and the week after that and the week after that. There fuck. you have it. Uh, Chris Stanley not enjoying fantasy football. No. If I could recommend something to you, take that $19.99 uh, a month. And you give it to sports grumblings, and you find yourself happy as a clam. Real? They can predict Tony Romo getting crushed? Yes, they had it. John and sports grumblings had, watch out for his clavicle. Fuck. He's got a weak clavicle. He's got to start listening then. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Corey in Iowa City. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I uh, just wanted to remind everybody that the uh, Keith Richards memoir, Life, hits bookstores today. It's supposed to be awesome. Now, how ma how much of that you think he actually wrote? I mean, it, it's it's tough for me to think of Keith's fucking memories when I know he doesn't remember a goddamn thing other than those three chords. But I'm going to be with you. I'll be reading the shit out of it anyway. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Look for those Ichibans. 
Each of Bonds, here is Brian in Rochester. Brian. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, the, uh, the girl known as Hiccup Girl is being charged in Pinellas County with uh, first-degree murder for shooting someone in a robbery. Well, what she did, I think she went on Craigslist, got some guy to go oh, meet me for a blowjob, and had two uh, strapping brothers waiting for her, two pipe hitters, uh, and they killed the guy for 60 bucks, all because she couldn't get over the hiccups. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, that's down there in East South St. Pete, Fezzi. Uh, the part of the neighborhood that you weren't allowed to go in. Yeah, exactly. I stayed away while the supervillains are there. Hiccup girl, the killer. Yeah. They tried killing this guy a bunch of different ways before they finally got him. They had him hold his breath for a while. Yeah. Breathe into a paper bag. Try to drink some water while holding his nose. Everyone's afraid of that neighborhood, the one uh, part of St. Petersburg they're afraid of. I actually sold cable down there, door to door, <laughs> selling all the packages because all the white people were afraid to go. And I go, I'm a Chester boy. I'll go in there in a heartbeat. The, these guys didn't have running water. I was selling them the full deluxe package. I said, you're going to have everything, man. Checks were bouncing behind me. I'm going, I don't touch my commission. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Bill, Bill in New Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, hey Ronnie, Manchester Union leader, New State Bible of the Hampshire, is refusing to run... A, uh, a gay wedding announcement. I'm glad the newspaper industry is doing so well that this paper can turn down cash to publish an announcement. I don't think you get. I don't think you have to pay to put an announcement in. You just have oh, you to don't? send it in. Yeah. Oh. It's not the classifieds. It's that little. I don't know. It's actually they say. One of the more well-read pages in the lo any local newspaper. And in, in New York, it's very difficult to get your announcement up there. And they only take like one out of every 30. Because everybody wants to have their little picture. I really hate it when people like are middle-aged and are uh, just uh, standing next to each other. And you're like, you're 40. I can't fucking feel happy for you. Who cares? They probably met someone. Yeah, I guess, for the sixth time. Well, I was just saying 30 at a time, and you'll definitely get in there. <laughs> good idea. See, that's why you're, you're always good at working angles, aren't you, Kitna? Pick up Kitna. <laughs> Pick up Kitna and run out the rest of the season with him. I'll let you have him. I just want to just kill myself. Did you? Could you believe how the Cowboys just quit on it? Yeah, like, it was ridiculous. They're in a 21-20 game. Their fucking quarterback gets hurt. And somehow the defense can't play. Like, what's the fucking use? Fuck it. I didn't even think they ran the ball. It was just a, just a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know what they were doing. They're so off that it makes me just want to laugh every time I see a Lone Star flag. Uh, Brian, Rhode Island, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to call up with the Ichiban about the Back to the Future trilogy coming out on Blu-ray today. Mm -hmm. And um, also, in Back to the Future 2, when he goes into the Cafe 80s, there was a Wild Gunman arcade game. And I do that as a hobby, restoring them, and I made one. And it's on the Internet right now, but I just thought I'd share that with everybody. All right, hold on. So you, you okay. restore what? Uh, old arcade games like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, the big ones. Uh-huh. I, uh, I take the beat-up pieces of crap that people threw out, and I make them look brand new again. All right. And, uh, you have it online? Send it to us at 202 Friends. I'll put it up there so people can check it out. Okay. 
and I understand in this Back to the Future trilogy, you get to see the fired actor playing Marty McFly. Uh, yeah, yeah, the they film like half e the movie yeah, with him. Eastside Dave. So you'll see <laughs> the differences because it's a kind of a rare thing that you'd have a main actor and you just replace Lorraine, right? Um, I don't know. I, th you know, this occasionally happens, but more often they'll just shut the whole movie down and go, "This movie blows." We're not going to do well, it. Well, no, I mean, he shaved his beard. He looked pretty good as Meyer McFly's mom to me. Well, I did it. Uh, all right, well, send this to 202 Friends, would you, bro? Thanks. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Speaking of Eastside, Dave, yesterday I'm walking up to my apartment building, and you see this little red-haired boy about four or five years old. I just see him from behind with his black nanny as we have on oh, the upper east side how pair well my my joke is always that's not her kid and it gets always gets a big laugh as we sit out front and smoke and drink coffee but the um the fucking funny part of it she's waiting for him he's there so i do that excuse me i gotta go talk to dave for a second joke that i do all the time anytime i see a redhead and the kid had his pants down what Ugly little fucking uh, panties down and pissing on the wall. What? Right next to my front door. On your building? Exactly like Dave. And the kid was a kid and he had to piss a fucking rope. I mean, he couldn't stand it. And three hours later, I go outside, I could still smell piss. Oh, it's awful. But and heads hold their shit. It gets even better. So he's with his up hair and he was carrying some kind of like flute case because he was taking a lesson in my building. Oh, what a tool. <laughs> he was. Those fucking redheaded kids can't get around it. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's John in Tucson. You're in Run Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to tell Pepper, uh, you guys just probably have the wrong format in your fantasy league. If you're going to do it next year, the one I'm on, you can actually have team quarterbacks. You don't actually have Tony Romo. You have the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Can I tell so you something, if, John? If he goes out... You know, you, if he gets out with an injury, you can actually go and you will get kit in the stats for the rest of the game. And then, uh, John, one. That, they sort of lost. Let me just say this that's gay, and that's something gay people would do. I'm straight, buddy. That's right. We got a hardcore fucking league where everybody's bunched together. You're either a four and three or a three and four in our league. There's no fucking way around it. Um, but the big story in our league, and we're all laughing, laughing uh, because Earl. <laughs> Finally got a victory <laughs> over our number one franchise, Ridiculous. Kathleen from the Bronx. And um, it goes to show you, it, our league is just up in the air. Anything can happen time. It's totally insane what happened last night. I was watching that game, too, just out of depression to see what was going on over there. And, yeah, she loses by, like, four points. Uh, Paul, in New Jersey, you're on Ronifez. Paul, once, twice. Three times, you lady. Adam in Detroit. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Got, got an Ichiban. All right, let me hit this. It's been reported now that Taylor Swift has moved on to be dating Jake Gyllenhaal. I can't wait to hear that album. Yeah, it's going to be great. Hey, Jake, I sat on your snake. Oh, uh, well, believe it or not, we're getting slightly obsessed with the Taylor Swift story as it goes on here and we're gonna have updates later on her liner notes that she's done uh it's getting weirder and weirder but here's the weirdest part uh supposedly this new album sold a million copies not fucking downloads a million physical copies this is like
you know, 19 fucking 99 sync numbers. Yeah, it's not trying to go platinum. It's crazy. <laughs> Bitches big. All because people want to laugh at whoever fucking had the misfortune of banging this chick. She's insane. I made eye contact with her once, and now she's a fucking concept album about me. All right, we're going to uh, get in the Ichibans here about, uh, and because we are Weather Central for uh, Chicago and the Chiclone. Starting to take some of those Midwest stories. Fez, do we have like an action news theme, some kind of a news rejoiner, something bigger than life? Let me check. I think so. Chiclone destroys the Windy City. We've got people on the ground. Adam in Chicago. What's happening hey, there, brother? Love your cupcake, buddy. Oh, thanks. Uh, we uh, we just had to uh, reinstall some old windows in this uh, poor lady's house. She left them unlatched last night. They got sucked right off the house. How bad is the storm there? Is it as bad as they were predicting? Uh, we didn't get much rain, but it's like the windiest day uh, I can ever remember. The windiest day that you can remember, and you live in the Windy City. Yeah. So it's 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 got to be insane winds. Uh, it's not that bad. People are being blown off the street and sucked into the sky. We have more details right here. At Chiclone Central. Give us updates, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. A storm destroys the Midwest. Here's Ryan in Minnesota. Hey, Ronnie. I walked outside and my sub sandwich just blew right out of my hand. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just windy. Uh, so it's everywhere in the Midwest right now? Apparently. 40-mile-an-hour sustained winds. They say that uh, pregnant women are accidentally giving birth. Yeah, I saw one on the street. Had crowning. This is the biggest storm since 1975 and the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's hard to believe that this song was about a boat in 1975 because it sounds ancient. Wait, this, this was it from like the fucking 20s? No, 1975. Gordon the, Lightfoot, what the fuck? The song came out, I mean, the, the accident happened in 75. He put the fucking song out at 76. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and a captain well seasoned. So this is what's happening right now in Chicago. We'll get more updates right here at the Weather Central. Here's Alex in Chicago. Alex, what's it like there, buddy? Hey, I walked outside and my hair just got all messed up. I had to go back in and comb it again. Now I'm late for work. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. People's hair are taking on strange uh, parts. Uh, here's Brian in Chicago. Brian, what's happening, buddy? How's it going? Uh, I just want to give you an update with uh, what's going on in Chicago. Very yeah. windy, actually. I'm a teacher, and uh, my school's shut down. No power because of the wind. No power at all, and apparently you're losing power all over town? Yes. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. They're sh shutting the schools down. 
because it is a chai clone. Get it? And this is now the fucking news goes to Twitter, finds out whatever the fucking funny Twitter thing is, and starts using it. It's a disaster. Here's Dave in Michigan. Dave, what's happening, buddy? Hey, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, Dave from Michigan calling to report that all the leaves have blown off my tree. That's horrifying. And you expected yeah. to have them to almost Thanksgiving? I was hoping, yeah. Because it's been good to know ya. The captain wired in, he had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. Later that night when his lights went out of sight Came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald This horrible storm is great news for Gordon Lightfoot Who's sitting in front of the Weather Channel right now with a pad and pen Ready to write a follow-up tune. Here's uh, Jay in North Dakota. What's up, Roddy B? Million bucks you sounding today. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know how it is elsewhere, but up here in western North Dakota, she's kicking pretty hard. I'm guessing probably 55, 60 gusts. They're talking it's supposed to get worse. You guys uh, are even under blizzard conditions later this week, too. Um, yeah. So your year's yeah. over. Do you ever What's think that? your year is basically over? You're going to be sto snowed in uh, starting in late October for the rest of the year. Absolutely. We've been, you know, we usually run on borrowed time once we hit about August anyway, the way August. it is over here. So. <laughs> Just a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, they get crazy weather. Like, if you watch the Weather Channel in North Dakota, they'll be like this, 90 below zero, so don't go outside. Kids are wrapping up summer vacation by building snowmen. Graham, Graham in Nebraska, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, I was calling to report a, snow, uh, a milk crate. I think the wind may have blown into the street that I just about hit on my way to work. Graham, stay away from that milk crate because I those did. things can be used as a missile. Fucking man, it almost kills me. Have a good one. Peace. Kevin, you're on uh, Weather Central. Kevin, we got you, buddy. Yeah! Talking to me? Yeah, I am. All right. Yeah, I, uh, Verizon released me iPad on Thursday. Not weather at all. John in Florida, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie B. I think the biggest concern we need to have is about those $3,000 sunglasses Mike Kaka has. We need to make sure they're intact. We, Let's give him a call. Uh, late last night, uh, Molly's uh, put the sunglasses inside a vault then inside a larger vault, and then uh, put cement around it. Thank God. And uh, apparently tomorrow, once the storm passes, uh, we're going to try to open it up on TV. Uh have insurance, right? No, you can't insure something like oh. this. Here's uh, Lisa in Indiana. Lisa, what's the weather conditions like there? 
house to go to work this morning, and the wind was blowing so hard, it got me pregnant. All right, so, so apparently there's sperm blowing around. Yeah, it's it's dangerous out there. Wear a, wear a lady condom. All right, lady condoms, uh, because if someone happens to be jacking, the wind picks that up, could zip right into your little cunny, and the next thing you know, you got yourself a baby crackhead. You don't want that. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. The proud city of Chicago being hammered by really Edmund Fitzgerald-type winds today. I turned on the Weather Channel, and the blonde lady was just crying. And she just goes like this, I never thought the weather could be so awful. And then she took, it looked like a cereal bowl, okay. and shit in it, and then rubbed it on the camera. We're losing it, ladies and gentlemen. We are losing it as a nation. We weren't ready for this kind of weather. It may have also started from a rogue asteroid. So I would look out for asteroids today if I'm in the Midwest. Nick in Chicago. How are you, buddy? Hey, buddies. Hey, uh, this is a little local for the Chicago people, but there was uh, streetlights out in Palatine. One streetlight was out in Palatine. Could you give us the uh, intersection where that took place? Uh, Hicks and 14. All right, so stay away from that area. Thank you so much. Uh, we are Weather Central. Weather Central right here. A horrible Class 7 storm is hitting the Midwest. Streetlights are out, women are pregnant, and a milk crate is blowing away. Apparently shit was rubbed on a TV camera. That may or may not happen. Because I ate mushrooms last night, and I might still be tripping. Whoa. Uh, Justin, on the ground in Chicago, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, I always told my mom my pinwheel stand would take off, and today's the fucking day, baby. Today's the day. All right, pinwheels are starting to move in the city of Chicago, the second city, the windy city, the city with the big shoulders, that title in town, my kind of town. Chicago is the hog butcher to the world. The city with so many nicknames, they couldn't ever put it on a license plate. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. That is your number for Weather Central. <laughs> what, are you okay? Fat fingers. What, hit hit more than one button. Has just got the one job today to do, just to hit the thing. And, and he's all off. weirded out by it. Spin it over here. I'll turn it around. I'll be able to hit it. Um, here's uh, Joe in Chicago. Yo, buddies. I'm no. calling here in the heart of Chicago. The weather is so bad, I've had to go into my closet and dig out my windbreaker. Now, is it a water-resistant windbreaker? See, Ronnie, it's not, and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that I, I'm going to get pneumonia or something. It may be a good day to sit home and, and, and do coke. Um, again, that's just my opinion, but when I have an opinion, it's backed up by SiriusXM. Um, so, any lawsuits go that way. There'll be a press release. Oh, uh, yeah. Put out a press release that later in the show I'm putting out a couple more press releases. Um, here is uh, Earl in Cleveland. Cle you're picking it up in Cleveland? Yeah, it's so windy out here that uh, I was just jacking off, and I just received a phone call from a girl from Indiana that apparently I got her pregnant. Wow. Nice, bro. That's solid sperm able to make that thing the big lake get the waves now are 140 feet oh god 140 feet 
massive waves, and I've got initial uh, reports here that the Sears Tower is bending, but has not yet fallen. But it's bending, it's swerving back and forth 40 to 50 yards. It's just whipping back and forth like a stop sign in Close Encounters, is the way it was explained to me. Are they evacuating? No. They're actually uh, still, you can still go up to the top. They're still taking tourists. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Mike. Welcome to Weather Central. Nice one, Fez. Mike in Chicago. Honey! Jesus Christ, I'm driving right now with my window down to my car and my hair is blowing all over the fucking place. It is unbelievable. I have papers flying around my car. This wind is out of control. Mike, could you just roll up the window maybe? Come on. All right, well, in the car it's better, but outside it seems like it's pretty fucking brutal. All right, good. All right. Stay safe, my friend. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to point this out time and time again. When you're in a major storm like this, a Mideaster, if you will, windows up, windbreaker tight. If you have uh, hot chocolate, pour, uh, pour vodka in that. Matter of fact, pour out the hot chocolate. Just pour in vodka and go driving around with a thermos. Um, hot vodka? Yeah. Hot vodka. Um Here's uh, Big F in Chicago. Hey, Ronnie, pure, pure scariness here. A huge gust of wind blew through the south side, and now the blacks have been dispersed all over the city. It's pure pandemonium. All right, that is scary. So the north, sh- the north side finally has black people. Black people and gays, Ronnie. Black people and gays. Oh. Two of the proudest minorities. It's raining men. Hallelujah. Uh, David in Michigan, you're on uh, Ron and Fez. You are near the big lake they call Gitchagumi? That's right. Mm. Ronnie, I don't know if you can hear me. Um, it's, oh, wait. My windows are up and it's yeah. not really loud. Um, Gitchagumi, you're li- it's 120 feet. We got waves. They're coming. They're wiping cities away, but I think it's a point break situation. We're going to get out there and we're going to surf those waves. Me and Cody, it's going to be epic, man. Let me tell you something. If Bodie heads out there, just let him go. He's been waiting for this storm. I mean, being a Chicago surfer is not the easiest thing in the world. Let him take that wave. Uh, here's Ron in Chicago. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, wind's blowing so hard I was trying to snort coke off a hooker's ass, blow a whole eight ball onto the floor. Look, I'm not here to promote drug use, but I'd use a bullet today. Just one of those little bullets right up in there. And it's also great to have at a concert since you don't have to sit and chop. It's safer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason in Chicago. You're on running Fez. It's been confirmed. Bodie is on the shoreline with his surfboard and Keanu Reeves. Is coming to arrest him. Is he? Because if I know Johnny Utah the way I think I do, he's going to let Bodie take that. Uh, it's scary out there. Uh, perhaps Gromit would know what to do. I don't know. That whole gang, Babbitt, Alvarez, they're all out there. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Tate in Florida. Tate, has the storm gotten that far? I, I mean, I'm not sure if it's any relation, but it is unseasonably hot and sunny down here. Odd. 
Um, have you heard any news from Chicago? I have. Uh, I actually have family in Chicago. Uh, apparently, and this is still up in the air, but apparently they have resorted to cannibalism. I'm not sure, though. I haven't been able to verify. Um, unbelievable. And the cannibalism in Chicago started five days ago, even before these water reports came. Just an anticipation? Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. I have a very sad... Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Paul, the World Cup predicting octopus, is dead, ladies and gentlemen. Is dead. Um, found floating in the top of his tank. But from what I understand, deep fried, over some pasta, delicious. But Paul, the predicting octopus, and the one thing he couldn't predict, his own demise. Paul, you captured a world's heart. And if there's an octopus heaven, that would be the weirdest, creepiest place in history. I just hope I don't end up going there one day. He was only two years old. Do you know how old two is in octopus years, though, Fezzi? No. Two. So, a baby octopus dies from a water-related crib death. They checked for eight different pulses. Sad, isn't it? Yeah. Think about that. Some things just ink, buddy. I mean, stink. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. But back to Weather Central. Uh, We're going to be on the ground in Iowa talking with a paramedic. What's it look like in Iowa right now? Holy shit, Ron. It's crazy. Birds are flying through the air. Flags are flowing. And hats are flying down the street. It's just it's just crazy out here. Uh, it I may be. I may have been the one to get that girl pregnant. Uh, it may be the type of day that you want to go hoodie, and not a hat at all. Not a hat at all. Dan, you're in my face. Yeah, I'm, I'm here in Chicago, and it's so windy, Ron. I was just going in to return my Phillies hat, and the receipt blew right out of my hand. Now I'm fucked. Watching a third strike, you motherfucker. Someone is talking to me. Calling my- Weather Central. Let's forget about Philadelphia for one day and go back to the second city. The city with the big shoulders. Chai Town. Chicken in the car and the car won't go. The city with so many nicknames. Hog butcher to the world. Chicago. Phil in Indianapolis, what do you got for me, buddy? Ron, the wind is blowing so hard here in Indianapolis that my tie is trying to strangulate me. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Full, perfect storm weather conditions taking place. Uh, I'm going to check on 202 Friends uh, for some Twitter reports. Um, Does Molly's have a special storm cupcake? No, but I have come up with the idea of taking boxes of Ron Bennington's, chucking them out the window, and let it blow around to different sections. Lucky kid gets a cupcake. Um, 
Checking in from 8 Mile. I'm a trucker. Really dark here. Weather isn't too bad, though. I don't need to know that. Uh, here's Crisco. I went out for my smoke break, and it took me three or four tries to get my cigarette lit. It's terrible. Well, at least, at least you look good with those uh, sexy receptionist glasses, Christo. Um, it's frightening. It's scary. Here is Adam. Adam in Iowa. We're looking for Weather Central. Storm alert. How you doing, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, uh, just wanted to give you a report on the death storm here in central Iowa. Me and my buddy Bill Paxton are driving around drinking some beers chasing this thing. We saw the damnedest thing, a cow, a combine, a barn, and a windmill whip past us. Do yourself a favor. Pull off the road and tie yourself off to some kind of well. Um, uh, you know, just any water line that you can find. I mean, it'll squirt at the end, but you guys will look good laying underneath of it. Just wet and the looking fantastic, like you two belong together. Um, here's Peter in Massachusetts. I don't think the storm's reading there, is it, Pete? No, but I got an eight bond. What do you got? Charlie Sheen found passed out drunk and naked at the Plaza Hotel in a trashed hotel room, including the chandelier being torn from the ceiling. Here's the thing when you're going to get that fucked up. Check into a place that's already shitty. Tweaker pad that. You don't want to be going into a nice place where they got pissed. But everybody has gotten so drunk that you woke up in a hotel room and said, I got to get out of here before the maids show up. Hell yeah. Charlie Sheen uh, working the 12 steps in the wrong direction. Chuck Sheen, uh, a full-service celebrity, Always keeping us happy with a wacky personal news, but I would love to see him date Taylor Swift. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, it is the Ron and Fez show. Here is Mike. Mike, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, what's up, Ron? Goddamn, that Chicago store must be bad. I just saw a black guy wearing a Cubs hat eating deep dish pizza sitting in a tree in New Jersey. That is scary. That yes, is, is that is frightening. That is a scary situation. Uh eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh here is Joe in Georgia. You're on a fez. Yeah, look what the breeze did for New Orleans. I think Chicago will be fine. Oh, I hope. I hope we don't have another New Orleans on our hands. If it is, I want to make the first documentary. I got to beat uh, Spike Lee to that. Glenn in Chicago. Glenn, what do you got? Oh, hey, buddies. I just saw a cop kneel and kiss the feet of a priest, and then when he saw it, a queer threw up. A gay threw up at the side of that. A queer threw up at the side of that. Um, that means, uh, Glenn, you've got five years. Thank God. That's all you have. Is five years. Chicago. Ground zero now for the weather. John Chicago finds itself looking to the abyss. So many mothers. This storm could last five years. You should just come over. We had five years left to cry. Horrible news just coming in from Chicago. Jay Cutler just threw another interception. 
This time on a Tuesday. First time ever in the history of the NFL. His face was wet. I knew he was not lying. I heard telephone, opera house, favorite melodies. Some boys, toys, electric guns and TVs. A brain had like a warehouse. It had no room to spare. I had to cram so many things to store. Everything in there. And all the fat, skinny people. And all the tall, short people. People. I want to get back to the weather, but Glenn fucked me up by getting Bowie in my head. Girl my age went off her head. This is his part of the phone call. I think she would have killed her. A soldier with a broken arm. Scott and tell him I'm doing a Bowie channel. Um, okay. But it's just going to be on 202. He doesn't have to even worry about anything. All right. I'll bring records in from home. If he wants, I'll mix in a little Mata Hoople. Glam this fucker up. You want Sweet? Slade? Um, looking over at 202 Friends on Twitter, the gold is literally ripping uh, off the Golden Dome at Notre Dame. I'm rich, bitch. 
unbelievable. Never expected this kind of uh, storm to hit unless you're locked in here to Storm Center. Here's Teddy in Chicago. Teddy, what do you got for me, buddy? Maybe Hard Rock Johnny should start making sandwiches for us, huh? Teddy. Teddy. Burn him. Who's on the phones today? Draft House. I can't burn Draft House. That'd be like burning my own little baby. Uh, well, he's free. And I'm also sitting here with a nice mixtape that he made for me. Uh, John, Chicago, what do you got, pal? I'm calling from two days in the future, man. There's nothing left. All right, we are now getting calls from the future... Uh, and as we know, time travel is possible because we put that up yesterday on 202 Friends. That Charlie Chaplin thing explains it all. It does. I really believe that that's a time traveler. And I really do think it's time that we start calling Charlie Chaplin Chuck Chaplin. Okay. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's the Storm Center. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jim calling from South Dakota. Hey, buddies. Uh, yeah, it went so bad here in South Dakota this morning. I blew a kiss to my mom, and now she's dead. Yeah, that's, that's going to have a kiss go way too hard. A kiss, a blown kiss on a, on a windy day like this could go through her skull like a bullet. It may be, when a, when a, when a storm like this, it may be a day to settle old scores, though, and just show up at somebody's house, beat them to death with a hammer, and then call 911 and go, oh, my God, this storm is terrible. This hammer was just blown around the house and hit this guy who owes me the money. Owes me owes me cash right in the forehead. Um, here's Joe in Iowa. You're on Fez. Ron, expect food prices to go up. Went out to combine corn this morning. It was gone. Um, yeah, there's no sense in it right now. I never uh, recommend this, and I sh- certainly shouldn't as somebody who's talking to North America, but I would start hoarding everything. And actually, I would stop feeding your children on a day like today. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I have uh, talking with J.D., who's right there north of Chicago. What do you got, J.D.? Hey, yeah, I'm over here in uh, Michigan City, Indiana, just west of Chicago. We've got freighters right now landing up on our beaches. It's unbelievable what I'm seeing. And I really wish that the aliens from Save the Event could start and knock the planes out of the sky and put them safely down in a uh, desert. Oh, the event's getting so good. Has it been saved yet, though? No, but we are going at least to the end of the season. But okay. it's, the, it's the best. Sh- it's better than The Godfather. That's how good the event is. Wow, I feel like an asshole for not watching it now. you gotta, you got to help me save the event. All right. Save the event, get that Twitter hashtag up. Because that's the only way that you can save things these days is hashtags. Um... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Brad in Atlanta. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, yesterday down here there was like a wind, and today there's clouds. Am I going to be all right? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Ronnie. All right, bye. I don't want to... I actually don't want to alert anybody to this, but you won't make it till tomorrow. If you're anywhere on North America, I believe that life will go on, and this time it'll be the bees. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bill, in Boston, you're on Fez. Ron, I just want to uh, get some truth put to the rumors that uh, there's a free beverage being given out 
with every cupcake at Molly's as part of a relief effort. That's absolutely not true. Already we're pushing the prices up. We got $15 cupcakes and $32 bottles of water. Good. But they are available. Um, Eastside Lama just sent this in. Um, Brett Favre is reporting it's too windy to hold a cell phone and still take cock pics. Let me point something out to you, Lama. That is not his cock. His wife already said that. His wife said it's not his cock because that man can't even fit a wristwatch around his dick. Now she's just bragging. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Wakefield Jr. tells us possible tornado in South Wisconsin. It's all happening right here at Weather Central. Here's Gary in Colorado. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron. I'm just sitting here at home watching the uh, Lifetime movie of this whole uh, incident. And uh, I just want to say Meredith Baxter is doing a great job as the mayor, keeping that city together. Well, let's just say this. Meredith Baxter is a late-in-life lesbian. And I think that was incredibly brave of her to come out and say, even though I'm not 20 and not hot, I'm still a lesbian. Because it's rough on lesbians now with all the college girls just cruising it. Uh, here's Chris in Iowa. You're in Fez. Ronnie, I'm calling from the eye of the storm. It is amazing. It's magical. The winds have died down. There's a clear wall. Well, too. What, what exactly, what town are you in? I am in uh, Ichawa, okay. in Iowa. I'm looking at Ichawa right here at Storm Center, and you are going to lose the eye of the storm soon. Then the nostril of the storm will come over, and that will be filled with snot. So be careful. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here is Arch, our buddy Arch. How are you? This is Arch calling from the future, and there's a new nickname for Chicago. It's called the Windy City. Now, Arch, um, because we're trying to stand at once with the people of the Midwest, could you possibly give them one of those Ave Marias that you love to do? Sure, if you'd like that. Sure. Ave Maria. Is there any way that we can get you to sing that with Harry Callis' son, that fucking jinx that he turned out to be? Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, TJ, Michigan, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ron, that storm started out perfect. It blew all the leaves out of my lawn, but now it's full of trash with Chicago addresses. But don't worry, I'm not complaining a bit. Along with that trash was a box of Molly's Cupcakes. That Ron Bennington is the best. Uh, TJ, I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to take your address so I can send you a bill. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Paul, Paul, you're on Fez. Yeah, I got a spinal for it. My Aunt Dorothy O'Leary up there in Chicago just called and said her cow accidentally tipped over the lantern. If somebody would please kind of go by there and check on things, I'm sure it's not a big deal, but, you know, it, 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 it might have a grass fire or something. If that fire breaks out again in Chicago, get inside the water tower because it's the only thing that made it through. Stand inside the water tower. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you are on your way anywhere in the United States uh, to work, pull over, and buy all the bread and milk that you can. Just pull things off the shelves and go running out. If somebody else is getting bread and milk, you're going to have to push them over to get your own. It's a time to get hysterical. And um, obviously, we're even going lighter on this than the Weather Channel. 
and CNN are right now, uh, they're all panicking. Panicking because there's a monster storm, a 70-year storm, a storm bigger than the storm that caused the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Adam, Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. I've taken shelter in the back of my truck. I'm on Lake Superior. The wind is blowing. The waves are 100 feet tall. I think I'm going to try and ride this storm out, though. And are you going to ride the storm out in an Oreo Speedwagon type way? Uh, yes, I believe so. All right. That's a smart idea. Uh, if you find yourself in this storm so badly, you're going to want to put on live Oreo Speedwagon because nobody ever wants the recorded version of that so that you can make sure you're riding the storm out. This is a song that every uh, classic rock station will play no matter what the weather. Could be a thunderstorm, could be a hurricane. They go in shallow uh, because classic rock now is down. They go 10 deep. Uh, you got Stairway, a little bit of Foreigner, obviously uh, Skinner, and just six more uh, songs after that. But you do want to make sure that you're riding the storm out on a day like today. The classic rock stations also want to remind you that they have Bob O'Reilly and Black Hole Sun. Kevin Cronin, maybe the first uh, guest on the new Conan O'Brien show. They're in the running. Good Midwestern band. Good Midwestern song. All right, I already can't take it anymore. I'm sorry. I just, I would love to ride the storm out with you, but I just, you know, I'd rather we just sat and talked. Um, here is John. John in New Jersey. You're on Run Fez. Hey, how you doing? I just saw on the news that the wind is so bad in Chicago that a little boy was flying away in a kite. He couldn't let uh, go. He's falling out from the sky. First of all, I don't use that name for Jewish people. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Oh, kite. He said kite. Here's Mark in Chicago in the middle of the it is, it is so windy out here, Ronnie. I think it has disrupted the time-space continuum. I'm having lunch at Pizzeria Uno and Jimmy Darmody and Al Capone at the next table over. I really can't believe this. I don't know whether that's true or whether you just got Boardwalk Empire on. But uh, either way, it works. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, it is uh, a monster storm in the Midwest today. And we, of course, are Storm Central. Jamie in Chicago. What do you got for us, buddy? You're not going to believe this. There is a plastic bag flying in circles for like an hour. I'm filming the whole thing. Sometimes life is so beautiful, it just makes me want to cry. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You're not going to fucking get a reference past me. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Brett in Rochester. You're on a Fez. Ronnie, I can see you coming from western New York. The Erie Canal is water spouting. Wait, wait. 
What's that sound? Oh, shit, dude. It's going down. It's going down, man. It's going down. We got to take cover, man. That was classic. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Todd, in Connecticut, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, here in Connecticut, uh, the leaves on the trees have turned gold, orange, and red. Um, I think it has to do with the 2012 end of the world. Um, it's the fury of God. Others are calling it an Indian summer because it's, it's warm. I might eat lunch outside today. Or something. I like Native American summer, but it's another way of looking at it. But, yes, the end of the world is approaching. That's why I recommend maxing out the credit cards. Should I start buying guns? Well, you should be doing that anyway. All right. Because what if you get depressed? You might want to shoot yourself with something. But, yes, you should always have a lot of guns on you. Um, since watching Steven Seagal as his reality show, I've been c- keeping a nice sword at my house. Cool. He showed me that it can cut through bamboo a lot easier than any machete. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, John in Buffalo. You're in Renefez. You know, Ronnie, it's uh, 73 and sunny here, but that only means one thing. It'll be snowing in an hour. Well, beef on a whack in an hour and a half, though, so enjoy yourself. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dave in Chicago, you're on the Renefez show. Hey, Ron, I, I think I've seen this in the Star Trek four. We might need to get some whales from back in time and bring them to the future, and that might help. The thing about whales from the past is that they're going to save us once we bring them into the future. I, um, I've been working a little bit with time travel. I've been working with a fat old lady. I sent her back in time. She was supposed to get a whale. Instead, she showed up at a Charlie Chaplin opening right. and apparently ate a cow because okay. she's a very large woman. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. It is Storm Central. Um... Fez Watley on that button like a motherfucker now. I'm proud of you, Fezzy. Thank you. You are welcome. How you feeling over there? Little tense, I guess, from the storm. Little tense, I guess, from the storm. Fez Watley giving us an update from the other side of the studio. Um, here is Scott. Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. The wind is so terrible here, I literally... Had to go back home and reapply my hair gel. T-shirt time! Cabs here! Cabs here! 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Jack. Jack, you're on the Run Fez show. Ronnie, this storm, it's just its completely out of hand. I, I was sitting on a bench reading a paper, and a breeze came along and ruffled it. I couldn't even finish the article. It's it is horrible. Um, James, you're on the Run Fez show. James. Yes, I just saw a guy with holes in his hands walking on water. I wanted to know if it means anything. It does mean something. It means that if you drill holes in your hand, you're more buoyant. So I try to tell that to people all the time. If you're drowning, chew a hole through each palm, and you'll find yourself floating to the top. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, blow soft in... Blow soft, blow soft, blow soft, fucking blow soft, blow soft in Kentucky. You're on the Run of Fez show. Right, I don't know what to do. I 
said my wife downtown, and the wind was swirling, and she met this Italian guy. Next thing I know, she's stuck with him, and I've killed him with a snow globe. It is horrifying times that we live in. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Barry, in Hawaii. Hey, Ronnie, just to let you know there's no problems here in Hawaii. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to board this tiny boat for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. Here's John in Gotham City. Hi, uh, I just saw Batman blow off a building. It's really bad here. All right, that is bad. Uh, but apparently the next Batman is going to be put in New Orleans. And um, I know that because the Riddler said, we're going to get y'all. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez Show. Some updates from last night. Chris Stanley's Fantasy League look season looks like it's over as his star quarterback, Tony Romo, broke his clavicle yeah. and everything else fell apart. Three and four now. Um, horribly depressed, and I don't even know if... Maybe I should just gut my team and just hand them out to people. I don't know. Three and four... Not that put, anyone worth taking. Uh, three and four puts you tied for second place in our league <laughs> with everyone else. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And really a big update. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Kathleen from the Bronx, upset by uh, Hurricane Earl Bills. We were calling them the Bills for a while, but this is how bad the Bills are. Earl now has a better record than you. And I thought to myself, hey, maybe I'll just go make some uh, trades with Earl like Blowhard did. Yeah. He doesn't have anyone I want. Yeah, it's not a very good team. It's, it's pretty much a shit fest over there. His starting quarterback is Norm Sneed. What are you doing, Earl? You're not going to go anywhere with that. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Steve, in Chicago, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, wind's so bad here. I guess everybody's leaving town. I just saw a DeLorean go by at 88 miles an hour. See, who was driving it? Maybe it was Eric Stoltz. To me, the real Marty McFly. That's the cool movie, the one that Eric Stoltz did. The other one blows. That's what we're saying in fucking Williamsburg. Of course we're saying that in Williamsburg. By the way, there's kids in Williamsburg doing dope you ain't even heard of yet. They're doing the greatest dope. You don't know a goddamn thing about it. Uh-uh. Um, Dan, Chicago, you're in Storm Central. Yeah, right. Right. Yes. I took my dog out this morning. He was taking a piss, and it blew all over his feet, and I had to wipe his feet off. All right. Uh, it's amazingly rough. Amazingly rough. Let's go over here to um, Steve, Oklahoma. You're in Ron Fez. Ronnie, is there any way you could play a little bit of The Doors, The End, for us as our family reflects on our last day here on Earth? It does look like these are the end times. And I'm not a person to blow things out of proportion. But I recommend you start crying right now. And if it's ever been in the back of your head that you'd like to sexually assault anyone, there won't be any repercussions. None? Huge storm. 
in the Midwest. Michigan honestly has tornado warnings right now. And that's some flat land out there. Look at that land. You could put a four-story fucking house out there and look like people would be able to see it for 40 miles away. King of the world. (laughs) This is the end. We'll take a break here. This is the it is the Ron Fez show. My only friend, Staying with you as weather destroys everything that we held precious. Coming up after the jump. We'll talk hot peppers. What better way to spend their last day on Earth? Manifest. Can you picture what will be so limitless and free? Desperately in need of some. Strangers have in a desperate to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197, XM202. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment. But you humans do not. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. You are plague. And we are the cure. That uh, Pepper Hicks sure fucking loves the Matrix. Of course, he also loved Tony Romo. Look where that took him. Straight to hell. Straight to hell. Fantasy football hell. Now, Rustin, you don't have Tony Romo on your team, but... The Cowboys are your team. I'm looking to trade for him. I think I can get. I think I can get rid of. I think I'm ready to trade Brett Favre and see if I can pick up Romo. That'd be nice. You guys just each put. Uh, you know, each put your injured reserves up there. I still refuse to drop Brett. I know he's done for the season and he's put up about five points a game, but he's done forever. He's done for this. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, is it. yeah. I hate you don't, that the streaks. Gonna you end. don't come back and. F- I, I hate it too. I, uh, it's. I don't know. He wanted to go out like a warrior. I guess he went out that way and losing to Green Bay is kind of. Yeah, it's kind of got kind of storybook. Type I mean, of thing. it would have been better if the, if that caught was that pass was caught, but he's kind of decided to go out like a loser. So yeah. you know, whatever, it doesn't seem to matter to him. What other way is he going to go out? You know, than injured, playing in the middle of the season, just trying to go one more game and not being able. I mean, that seems right. Like the most that's nice, thing. and you got the sexual fucking <laughs> predator charges hanging over his head. Yeah, uh, he's 
somehow taken a, a fantastic career and turned himself into a national joke. Um, yeah, I think this is the way he'd choose to go out. Yeah, I think so too. Now, I want this reminded me of you. Uh, I was reading an article about hot peppers, okay. and I know it's very big in Texas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But this thing stunned me. Nobody, no, forget nobody, no other living creature, insects, animals, besides humans, eat hot peppers. Yeah, well, it doesn't make any sense. There's no... The entire purpose of hot peppers is to keep those peppers kind of alive and so predators, or I don't know what you would call it for a vegetable, but the fact that insects would go, this fucking's too hot. A fucking dog, a skunk, doesn't matter. Till you get the human, and I'll, I'll eat a hot pepper, goddammit. That actually had me thinking. I don't think anyone's ever eaten hot peppers alone. You only do it to make your friends laugh. There's no other reason or to prove your fucking, you know, masculinity to them. But no one ever thinks, um, oh, I'm going to watch the game by myself. I'll get a fucking box of beer and a bunch of hot peppers to sit and chew on. I know my grandpa after church after church on Sundays we'd go to like the the deli or whatever. Yeah, and I knew he didn't. He'd never eat hot peppers except when the whole family was together. He would uh -huh. always ask for give me a few hot peppers <laughs> on the side. Just so could... it, it somehow <laughs> proves your worth to other per people. Now Texas is that the hot pepper fucking place in the country? Is there people to eat more? Uh, I I would assume that the, I mean that seems to be the place that people really really enjoy it. I mean, maybe you could get some of the Indian food. It's really oh, a yeah, lot that's of crazy true. I think of that. But uh, in terms of just like recreational, just, yeah, I'm going to fucking eat this. Now, do you that's eat nice. them? Do you eat them? <laughs> this is a little embarrassing. The only real peppers that I eat now is when you take like a jalapeno, you slice it in half, uh -huh. and you scoop out all the seeds, fill it with cream cheese, and wrap it in bacon. And then you've got a delicious... That sounds like it's so good for you. <laughs> it's hard healthy. It is. Uh, but, see, the weird thing, we used to do hot pepper eating uh, things here and have all the interns do it. And so many times it ends with the, my throat is closing, I think I'm dying. That we just said, look, we can't fucking do it anymore because people can't uh, react. They can't fucking pull it off. Uh, here's Jim in Georgia who already wants to disagree with this. Ronnie, I had an African gray parrot. He loved to eat hot peppers. I, I don't know why, but he did. He loved them. Now, you would sit and feed him your parrot yeah. hot peppers? Yeah, yeah, he loved them. Now, what he would say stuff, like, oh, this is really fucking hot? No, but he would he would eat them every time. He didn't, didn't react. It. A guy told me that they liked them, so I gave it to him, and sure enough, he ate them. Well, if a guy said it, sure. <laughs> well, he uh, raised them. He raised them for a living. Now, here is uh, Jimmy in Westchester. You're on Manifest. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. How you doing? Good. Hey, listen, I got a hot little 45-year-old uh, Hungarian girlfriend. She uh, eats habanero peppers straight up for breakfast. She's out of her mind. Now, is that what she grew up with? I, I guess. I just, every morning, it's a piece of toast, some organic peanut butter, and a habanero pepper. Now, what is the hottest of all peppers? They, they have these heat indexes, and there is one pepper that will be known for it. Uh, also, now somebody calling to disagree with Rustin. Well, I'm sorry, the kid. Here's uh, Sir Joe. You're on Run Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Rustin, Texas uh, is not the most known place where people eat chilies. It's uh, New Mexico. They have the habaneros, the red chilies, the jalapenos. I mean, that's where you get most all your chilies from. So, does this come from the 
Mexican people that are uh, behind that? Yes. Habaneros, so, really. So Mexican people, they love it hot. They love it hot. Oh, yeah. And yet they live in the heat. You think they would be the exact... You can see, like, if Eskimos would go, oh, I'd love to eat something hot. Yeah. But if you're already living down in Mexico, I think the last thing I'd want is some hot chili. But does it, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess if you have really bland food... You need something to spice it, but the, it's not like Mexican foods. It's no. not good. It's just, it's so unnecessary. Um, and I think that pepper you're looking for, the hottest, I think that, that guy, I think it's the habanero. That's the one that's showing up with oh, the I highest. I don't think so. That's That would be hard to believe. The Scoville heat units. That's the uh, um, measure of. That was a band I used to be in, the Scoville heat units, <laughs> and we weren't very good. But um, Mike, you're in Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I live down here in Houston. I got a habanero and a jalapeno plant mated and ate the peppers. Hottest fucking pepper I've ever had. Now, do you think Texas is a place where people like the hot food, or do you think it's New Mexico? Uh, I think it's Texas. You think it's Texas? Uh, I, yeah. I've never been to New Mexico, so I guess I can't really make that comment. Well, but... you can always make the comment. You're from Texas. You always like things bigger and better. Uh, Bob, you're my fez. Yeah, uh, we, we got these uh, hamburger down here that's called the Four Horsemen of San Antonio. It's got habaneros, jalapenos, serranos. And the hottest chili on earth is the ghost chili from India. No. We'll throw that motherfucker on there, uh, and, uh, and it'll burn you for days. But it'll why would anyone want to be burned for days? I don't see the enjoyment factor, because I know guys will like, eat like hot stuff when we'd be out drinking, and the next day they're like, oh, man, every time I shit, I remember. I like, why do you want to fucking do that to yourself? It's like, the, it's like the worst to prove yourself to be a man. It's like, because it's such a prolonged agony, and there's nothing that you, I remember when I first ate the pepper when I was young, yeah. I mean, you're, just, you're drinking milk, and that's fake, right. that's bullshit, that doesn't work, then you're pouring sugar on your tongue, which is bullshit, <laughs> like, nothing really works. Well, what, what gets to me is, it will also destroy your taste buds for anything else. Absolutely. So if you're one of those guys, like, uh, and this happens with older guys, they're like, oh, I bring my own hot sauce. <laughs> and You see what I'm doing the impression of. I don't go anywhere without my hot sauce. And they're pouring them on eggs. It's because you can't taste eggs anymore. You fucked yourself up so bad that you, if it's not hot, it's terrible. The, there's the new Mike Golick commercial that's all over ESPN where he's got Tabasco sauce. Like this doesn't make it hotter, it just makes it taste better. If you it, notice in that commercial, he never actually takes the bite. No, because the He hot says sauce I'm going to take a big bite of this <laughs> and then and he put it's coming up to his mouth and it cuts away right before it actually goes in his mouth. Like it's a beer commercial where they don't actually sit and fucking hammer a beer down. Right. They'll just be like, "Yeah, this is great. Why are you waving it around? Take a hit off that." <laughs> um, here is Alan Yorman Fez. Hey, what's going on, guys? I live down here in Corpus Christi, and if you go to McDonald's, Whataburger, of course they'll put jalapenos on any burger, but they also have them by, as the condiments, right next to the ketchup, right next to everything else. They have pickled jalapenos. I grew up with them down here. So with every meal, you're having some jalapenos, no matter what well, yeah, it is. the option of it. I mean, it's the option. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has kind of become like salt for people. Uh, Matt, you're on Rana Fez. Yeah, um... I think the hottest pepper is that uh, ghost pepper. I saw it on Man vs. Food, and it's supposed to be like, whatever unit that is, it's supposed to be like a million-something well, parts per million. I've had that Man vs. Food on. Has Man ever beat fucking food on that show? Only not once. He's fucking terrible. He's the worst competitor. I've, uh, I've got this stack of pancakes. Oh, I can't eat it. <laughs> I definitely can't eat it. Well, then, he, like, he knows he's going to fail, and he gets the whole restaurant to cheer for him yeah. and root for him, and there's so much climax. Ah, I just can't finish We've it, got sorry. the hottest chicken wings in the country. Let's see how many I can w eat. 
Oh, just one. <laughs> it is so hot. It's burning the back of, and every fucking week. Um, Chris, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie, what's up? Uh, listen, the reason people eat uh, hot peppers in hotter climates is it causes you to sweat, which actually cools you off. And the other reason people eat them, um, it releases endorphins, so you get a little bit of a buzz. All right, so you're saying that when you sweat, you feel better when you're sitting in the heat. You don't yeah, want to cool sit. Your ass off. Yeah, you don't want to sit uh, comfortably in the heat. <laughs> you want to start bouncing around to your sweating bed, and then you act like you feel better. Well, it's not. It, sweat just doesn't happen. Your mouth is literally on fire. I mean, that's why the sweat. Like, it's a but painful fucking why, occurrence. Well, why not just start eating hot candle wax? <laughs> if that's the fucking process that we're doing here, James, you're on the Run of Face show. Uh, here is, let's go over to, um, let's go over to Joe. Joe, you're on Manifest. We lost you. Here's Jeff in Maine. You're on the Manifest show. Hey, what's happening? Hey. Hey, uh, I know some guys, I have a friend who does it. They take like a Miller beer and they put like a chili pepper in it and they drink it like that. I never tried it, but they say it's pretty good, but I don't care for Miller anyway. Um... So you really want a hot taste in your beer? Yeah, yeah, it adds a little spice. Like you do it, like you put a lime in a Corona and you turn right. it over, and the lime goes. You do the same thing with like a pepper. Just sit and fucking drink. <laughs> Stop having all these extra. Th you know who puts extra stuff in things? Girls. So maybe you could do like a beer pong thing where you have to well, eat a jalapeno when well, after you drink it. Then why don't you just have a fucking apple teeny? Because <laughs> you're fucking acting like a girl. Well, well, well. Look who it is, Hard Rock Johnny. Hello, boys. How are you, Johnny? Welcome to Weather Central. Uh, it's a little scary out there in Chicago. Bum, bum, right bum. Anyway, Johnny, what's happening with you? Well, uh, the, yeah, the ghost chili is the hottest pepper. I can't do hot. I don't do hot. I eat a lot, as you would imagine. But no, I, do not eat. I, I don't think so. so. You know, like John Candy said in Stripes, I swallowed a lot of aggression when I was younger, along with a lot of pizza. Well, if I wanted that clip, I just hit it, Johnny. I don't have to have you call and just fucking drop it yourself. <laughs> you know, it's true though. Johnny, I, uh, yeah, I don't do hot. I never, never could. I never understood why you'd. We'd go to like New Orleans, and they do a lot of hot food down in New Orleans. There's a lot of spice, and my buddies would get bowls of gumbo and then dump like tons of Tabasco and pepper, and they're like, "Oh, this is great!" As they're well, what's like, really funny about the New Orleans trip is like the first day, you're like, "This is fantastic! Wouldn't be like this all week." Three days into it, you're like, "I can't. I got to find an Arby's." <laughs> Sick of this burnt fucking taste in my mouth. Johnny, now let me point this out to you. You uh, turned your back on your Giants earlier this season, and now they're the comeback kids. You sound like my everyone else that I talked to. I mean, you know, I was a little bit upset, you know, the earlier in the year, <laughs> and and last night I was slamming things around for the first, though I'd say, ten minutes of the game, and then lo and behold, my man Eli comes through with. An unbelievable game, 31 straight points, and put the stake in the Cowboys' heart, which just made me so happy. Yeah, but but when the Cowboys are that bad, it's hard to hate them. You like them no, to no, be good no. enough and then lose in the playoffs. Uh, no, I I hate them no matter what. I could I could care less. I, I just someone sent me a picture the other day. They were at Newark Airport, and there was a picture of the of a shirt that they were selling, the 2007 NFC East champion. Uh, shirt for the for the Cowboys, and they couldn't understand why they'd be selling that in New Jersey. And I said, "Well, think about what year the Giants won the Super Bowl. It's the perfect gift for a Dallas fan if anyone's looking." Mm. I could care less if the Dallas Cowboys are good or bad. I hate them. It doesn't matter. It's it's funny that they don't play one team 
that isn't a rivalry. <laughs> they just don't have a hey, this isn't big. Doesn't care who they play. We're up for this one. Every every single week, we fucking yeah. hate those guys. <laughs> yeah. those they're playing Washington. They're playing Philly, <laughs> New York. Everyone thinks that the fucking Cowboys are the rivals. So our number. If we beat the Cowboys, I don't give a shit what happens the rest of the season. There's people walking around Seattle. We got to beat the fucking Cowboys. They don't even know you're a team, you idiots. Um, all right, Johnny. Uh, you know our fantasy league has gotten a little bit ugly. What Blowhard wrote about you, uh, kid. I had to lock the thread. I, I went in there last night and locked the thread. I saw that this morning. It went a little too far. It was a little inappropriate. I thought it was. That's why I. Locked the thread. I was trying to get in before the lock, but <laughs> yeah. I just wasn't quick enough. Well, I, there's no lock on there. Oh, okay. I just wrote it because I saw it on other message boards before. <laughs> I don't know how that works. This is my first message board. Oh, okay. So I'm really mad that Fez doesn't get involved in fucking Chris Stanley. You're a hell of a moderator so far. I, am, am I the moderator? I the All mod. right, good. All right. <laughs> now I know. I am the Just John of our message board, which, by the way, I'll be waiting for his blog today to see what happened to his car. His car was supposedly stolen, but I believe it was impounded. Oh. So I'll be following up on that later. I can get on top if you want to. Um, and I believe he has an extra ticket to Pee Wee tonight, so he's looking for a friend. Uh, anything else up with you, Johnny? Well, you know, I, I originally called, you were talking about Favre, and I just see him missing this game, and really it becomes like the whole Michael Jordan... I'm going to go play baseball for a year right. and a half, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and they're suspending him for a game, but they don't want to tarnish the image of the NFL's golden boy. And he'll be suspended for sending, allegedly sending pictures of his tiny cock to a girl. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter, though, because he's, he's done. If he's done for the season, he's, there's not going to be any next year. He's going to go back to Mississippi. Is it a cop-out if he just goes on the field and plays the first down and then they put the backup in? Yeah. Oh. That would that would be as bad as when he fell down so Michael Strahan could touch him for that sack. Oh, that, was, you know? that was actually nice. Was yeah, nice that moment. was a nice thing. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, kind of, you know. I like cheating. I really do. I get a big <laughs> kick out of it. Um, all right, Johnny. All right, boys. Always a pleasure. Oh, I love hearing John Candy quotes, so think of some more. <laughs> Every time you call me, have a different one. All right? I, I like my that. wife. <laughs> my customers like me. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Talk to you later. Oh, by the way, if you ever want to go and eat at the Hard Rock for free, you're set up. Are you? Uh, have you figured out what you're doing for Thanksgiving with the uh, parents? Are you taking them to St. Bart's? Yeah, I think we St. Bart's, and there's one other place that they're thinking about going to. Um, I can't think of the name of it. We wanted to do Carmine's, but they've been they've been booked for months. Yeah, well, because you're right off the parade route. Well, the thing is, they do like a traditional thing where they just you'd have a giant table and then they bring out a turkey and sides mm. and just like you're at home so right. we're trying to find something kind of like that but, but you're not at home so get that all through your heads <laughs> but i don't we want to be in new york but have the same experience we would have <laughs> where we're from yeah <laughs> and now this is the part of me where we run cattle through the living room have What's your the... dining room table shipped it'd be perfect oh uh, there's fez well you've been a little quiet today fez and i talked to you last night and a little bit this morning you're just in a really rough place yeah, and you saw this rink last night. What did he recommend to you? He recommended that I go away to a mental institution again. Now the he, the last person you had also recommended the same thing, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. That was when I first started with that person too. So right at the beginning, see, because I'm still kind of new with this guy, with this uh, therapist. 
So it seems like that's like the initial diagnosis after seeing me for a few weeks. Well, when they, well, it's been more than a few weeks. It's been months. Uh, but he feels like he, he can't get you back on track by himself. Yeah, that it's, uh, it's what, a pretty what, dark What would place. this place be? Um, it's, uh, I guess it's like a community thing. I was really... Sounds nice. So Sounds really nice. Community. Yeah, sweet. yeah that'd be cool. Does it have a pool? Uh, sure. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they got one of those indoor pools okay. where the, uh, like, they had in Cuckoo's Nest, where they put the guy in a wheelchair, they Just roll him down into it. <laughs> um, and you told me something last night that you didn't tell me before, but you went to a wake this week that's got you freaked out. Yeah, and I um and I really don't understand why while I was in Florida, a friend of mine that I've known for years, his mother passed away. Uh-huh. So I was in Florida, so I went ahead to the wake on Saturday night and just became obsessed with it. I mean, it wasn't um I wasn't overly sad. Mhm. But I just became obsessed where, you know, I went up to the casket to pay my respects and just became insane. Just checking out every detail on the casket, how they had her dressed, you know, how, you know, uh, the rosary in her hand. I was just taking in every detail and then couldn't get it out of my mind. Where that night when I did fall asleep, I just kept dreaming I was back at that wake. And I just stood up there for the longest time. And I was just, and I was just, it was very weird to me because I didn't understand why it was, I don't know if fascinating is the right word, but I just kept taking it all in. And I just, I, I couldn't quit thinking about it. I read her obituary over and over again. So it was very, it was very, very odd. So you don't even know what any of this means. What does your shrink thinks it means? Um, I asked him about it, and he said it may be just you know a fact that I hadn't seen those people in a while, and it was like a reconnection thing. But I don't know. It didn't feel like that either, and that's what I told him. So I think you think it feels like something, but you're not telling us. Right. I mean. I don't know whether, I guess it's like a death obsession. Maybe just coming off the last heart attack, that was the only thing I could think of, where, it, you know, just thinking, you know, what kind of box would I have? What would they dress me in? I'll put you in the same thing that that woman was in. She was nice. in a bright pink dress. Well, do you want that? Well, it seemed nice for a change, instead of any sort of, you know, grim, you know, dark you know, dress or suit or anything. So you want to be dressed brightly? Yeah, I think so. Don't you think you're, uh, that maybe the death obsession is something you, you know you need to deal with? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I talked about you, that with the shrink too. You were you told us before you went away that um, you keep watching some dead movie over and over. Oh yeah, um, um, a single man. Mm. Directed by Tom Ford uh, with Colin Firth. Who are you, IMDb? <laughs> so, and there's like... I'm talking to Rain Man. There's, Single Man. Released 2009. There's a, yeah, there's a death scene in that, and then there's like a suicide, you know, uh, not attempt, and then there's a heart attack death scene in it as well. So what do you get from watching this over and over? Um, 
I don't know. It was just kind of just what it's again, it's the death obsession. And I had started watching that even before I had the heart attack, the third heart attack. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it since. So what's the death obsession mean? You want to die or you're, you used to be afraid to die. Now you bring it up all the time. Yeah, now I'm just thinking about it. It feels, I don't know whether it just feels inevitable. I mean, it's inevitable for everybody, but, right. but I don't know. That last heart attack, having it on the street uh-huh. with no warning, it, would ju- it, just, oh, it just, it felt like, you know, any second. It was really different from the first two heart attacks. So this has been tougher for you to get over? Yeah. Even though this one, you know, I didn't need a stent or anything. You know, they went in there, they did the catheterization, and the blood clot that had gotten stuck there had dissolved and passed. Right. You know, it still felt worse than the other two. I mean, physically, it was much more painful than the first two. And the suddenness of it. Where I I think with the first two, I really, I thought, all right, they can go in and fix this. And everything was going to be fine. This one didn't feel that way. But but it turned out to be that way. Yeah, yeah, it did. Matter of fact, it was less harmful to you than the other two. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I keep... So, this is another thing about the feeling... Is that you always have a lot of feelings that, you know... That don't make sense. Well, it's not that they don't make sense, but they just... That they, they line up differently than the facts. Because <coughs> this is the one they said, no, you can go back to work tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. There's no damage to the heart. Um, so, here is uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the run of Fest show. Hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know that uh, the death in a dream means that it's the end of one phase of your life and the beginning of the next. Well, that is true, Fez, that, you know, even like when you get the death card and tarot readings, it's like a good thing. Like from horror movies, you're like, oh, you got the death card. But the death card means the death of this part of your life, the beginning of the other. And remember, you didn't uh, start the new part of your life that you planned on doing for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And that's part of what this, um, this um, I get, for lack of a better term, mental institution upstate is about as well. Well, the, the lack of a better term because there is no better term. Yeah, where it's like a sanitarium or something. Mm-hmm. So that they would help you do that, maybe. Yeah, that would also be part of it. So that would have been, you know, a nice thing to do over your uh, vacation there. Yeah, if I had known, uh, if I had known about it, I probably should have done it. Um. All right. So, does talking about that help you? Um. I. I don't know. I mean, I guess talking about the death stuff probably helps me the mental institution stuff really really scares me why would it scare you it's uh the two things of being that far away and maybe not being able i always i i shouldn't worry about this but i worry about not getting out yeah you can't worry about that because they won't keep you 
Yeah, exactly. All I, all I'll do is go up and get you. And then it's um. Then also, it's always about you know, like a last resort thing. And what if the last resort doesn't help either? Well, that uh, again, um, I don't know how that ties in because it's not the last resort. Eight six six run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. John, you're on the run of fez show. Hey, what's up? Hey, Ron. Hey, fez. How you doing, man? Uh, just hearing uh, Fez's talk about death and stuff, I was thinking about the Flaming Lips song, Do You Realize? And it, the whole song talks about, do you realize that you're going to die one day and then everyone you know is going to die? And it seems like, you know, everyone in the world just kind of goes about their lives, not, you know, thinking about menial shit, like, you know, job and money. But don't you, how often do you really, like, think about the fact that you're going to be dead and, like, your, your parents are going to be dead, your friends are going to die? And it's only when, like, that traumatic event happens and you're, like, just really focused on it. And then you it seems like you get numb to it and go back to your old ways. And, and I don't know. Well, but here's the thing. If you didn't have death, you would have zero meaning to life. Zero meaning to life. And that's why I tell you to look at Rustin. He comes to New York. He has seen more in New York in a couple of weeks than you've seen in 10 years. Mm-hmm. He's been to more places. He gets out and... You know, the city is like a wonder to him. You don't have that experience. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, you, you're trapped between two rough places. You have a fear of death and a fear of life. There's in, not in, a lot of room in between. Um, here's uh, Mike in Georgia. You're on a fez. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, if Fez went into the nut hut, would you come visit him the same way he came and visited you in the hospital? Oh, wait a minute. Look, he didn't do that. if Fez decides to follow his psychiatrist's recommendation, I will show up with a Sports Illustrated. Or maybe I'll have one of those fake Sports Illustrated where it's like, Fez Watley leads the Bucks to the Super Bowl. And I'll bring it in there, and then all the rest of the other retards will think it's real. Um, Rich, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, you guys just made my point, but basically, Fez, you don't want to die, but then you're not doing much to live. And I think that, you know, if you just got up every day and said, you know what, today is a new day, and... And I'm going to look forward to it, whatever good and bad it brings. And it's, it's, you you got to look at it. Every day could be a new gay for you, Fez. You just get out there. New day. What did I say? New gay. No, I didn't. You might have heard it that way, Sigmund. I definitely didn't say it that way. And that's twisted. That's part of your problem. Obsession. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Jay in Texas. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fezzy. Uh, I know this has probably been brought up before, but, man, Fezzy, what about, like, taking a break and doing some fly fishing, really doing some real living? And seeing Would you like to go fly fishing, Fez? I'll take you upstate. The pants don't look good on me. They're big rubber pants. I was thinking about having you wear them anyway so we can stop some of the accidents. The shitting and pissing, I meant. It won't be able to stop the puking. 
I'll just still have to follow you around with sawdust. What if you puked into the pants? Fez? Um, I'm sure they'd hold it. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Squiggy. You're on Run Fez. Yeah, I'm going to suggest that maybe Fez gets treated for necrophilia. Did he have his penis out at the casket? When he's... That's an awful thing to say. Fez, did you? No, I did not. I'm only going to ask one more time, and I feel like I have to. Why ask a second time? Because it's... It, you don't think it's twisted that, again... Your obsession with the dead woman, right, mm-hmm. was about your death. You weren't up there for her or thinking about the family. The way everyone else does when they went go to a funeral. That's why I went to the wake in the first place. I thought, all right, that's like, I'm thinking, I probably shouldn't go do this, but that would be a nice thing to do. Then I ended up just obsessing on myself. Right, that's what I'm saying. We're agreed on that. But I went with good intentions. I'm sure you get up with good intentions. But then you just fall back into Fez Watley-isms. I'm thinking about writing a, uh, a book on you. Called, Can You Believe How Crazy This Queen Is? If you put back on some weight, I could call it Fat Queen and really move some copies. <clears throat> Maybe if I hung you off the building with a rope around your ankle. That doesn't seem like it would help. Wait, I didn't get to the other part. What's the other part? I'm swinging you back and forth. Oh, no. Um, here's uh, Sean. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, couldn't Fez just go fly fishing in Chelsea? <laughs> Not that kind of fly. Get it? Oh, I get it. Why don't you do that, though? Why don't you just go for one of those fucking things? Do something crazy. But, you know, it's very weird because you sat here all day and you had the, you had the shakes today. Mm-hmm. And you were even nervous about hitting that. I gave you the job of hitting that button, right? Right, yeah. And that made you nut. But when we got into what's wrong with Fez, you seem to come back out of your shell again. You want to talk about it. I'm very selfish. I don't know if you're selfish, but you're self-involved. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. I'm not saying that it's horrible. Why does every, everything have to come out bad? I'm just, before you judge, why don't you just get all the facts on the table? But it's the only part of the show that you enjoy anymore. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe we'll make it more about that. Or just have that, you know, time of the day. I remember when... Uh, when uh, I think it was a David Brenner unmasked, where he said his teacher said, "Look, if you just do your work, I'll give you five minutes to do stand up at the end of every class. Maybe that'll be it with Fez. The, that if you get involved with the show, we'll take a short. What's bothering you today, Fez? Break. Maybe you like to go to St. Bart's with a bunch of cow pokes. Be a nice Thanksgiving dinner. What if your religious family finds out? You know." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it might not be so nice that it might get a little right. uncomfortable, but uh, but we can be friendly. Uh, here's uh, Hal. Hal, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's up? Hey. Listen, Fancy, you need a puppy dog, man. That's it. Well, he uh, has the cat, that- 
And he loves that cat. Oh, I can't stand that cat. That was the, your whole reason to get the cat, right? Yeah. Was to like something other than yourself. Uh-huh, to try to take care of something. Now, somebody wrote me the other day, you you spray the cat when you don't like where it goes, right? They said that that's only supposed to be a short amount of the training, and that you've been doing it for years. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm still trying to get it uh, to learn. Not to get up on the countertops. Mm. I don't... I really don't want to do think the advice thing because I don't think we really need advice. But it's, give the advice. Well, no, it just seems Jesus. like <laughs> Texas Jesus. Yeah, oh, it's me, the Lord. It's coming from the New Testament. Uh, no, but it just really seems like, no. Yeah, like that every like every situation that there is, there's a positive side and a negative side. But it's always the what's the most completely negative thing I can think about this. Like I was really interested in a casket. I'm going to be laying in this casket soon. Like, I mean, why why jump to the super negative when, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you have the choice of which... Super negative is the pool that he swims in. Yeah, but that's good if it if the super, like, because the super negative is hilarious a lot of the times, but when it comes to the bigger picture, like, the super negative can well, really here's fuck the you thing, up. Well, here's the thing I said to him last night. Now, remember when I was talking about when I was on Dr. Steve's show? Yeah. And, you was, and I was saying, you know, oh, I, I felt bad because I made Dr. Steve and his lovely wife, Tacey, uncomfortable, and I ruined his show because they wanted to have fun and everything. And I, I thought we were going to, you know, I, I kind of felt bad that I fucking did that to him. Yeah. And then you were saying, oh, no, it was good. And then Fez, we asked him... And he said, well, I listened for a while, and then I went and did my laundry. Now, I said to him last night, I go, why did you get upset at that? I go, that's fucking hysterical. Yeah. You know, of any other show, I went and did my laundry while you were spilling your guts out. That would have been an hour of material of the two hosts, you know, bopping back and forth at each other. But it just shut them down. And I thought it was a really funny thing to say. Well, it's, I mean, it just is like, you know, do my laundry, and then I was like, well, that means that I'm selfish. Well, that means right. that nobody likes me. Well, that means, like, it's just like that it wasn't that wasn't it at all. But, and I said to him last night on the phone, I go, that was like fucking Kramer. You know what I mean? That would have been, <laughs> hey, hey, did you take care of it? No, I had to go do my laundry. I thought that that was a fucking funny thing, but you were destroyed after you said it. I thought it was just a stupid thing to say. No, it was a stupid thing to do, and then, you know, I mean, if your friend has spilled his guts out, but that's what makes it comedy. Like, if you started saying, talking about your death thing, right? Uh-huh. And I just walked over and started doing something else and not paying <laughs> attention, I've got a fucking video game going, that would be a funny fucking place to start, you know, busting balls back and forth. But you were horrified that you went and did your laundry? Or you were just horrified that you didn't care that I was talking about my shit? Or just how fucking tough it is to listen to somebody talk about their shit? Now, it was that, that I went down and did the laundry that I missed it. Well, why did you go do the laundry? Well, it was in the dryer, and if you don't get your stuff out of the dryer, the washer fast enough, someone moves it on you, and I don't want people touching my clothes. That's funny to me. So I couldn't leave it down there. All right, you're being serious instead of the comedic angle of this. Right. You're being truthy Sorry. truthfulness instead of fucking having fun with it. It's a funny enough fucking concept. But I mean, it's, it doesn't it's change my life, uh, good or not. 
that you didn't listen. I didn't give a shit. My point was, yeah, I, you actually made me agree with myself. Yes, I was being a raging, <laughs> self-involved bore, fucking asking this man to come up with some other kind of painkiller, you know, that doesn't exist. And you, got, you thought it was dull and went and fucking walked off. That's perfect. Um, here's uh, Danny in Dallas. Sure, man, Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Uh, I just wanted to suggest something that Ron's talked about a, a few times. Uh, I think maybe you might want to consider getting dosed with a little acid, a little good well, quality LSD. It won't be up why, to him. Well, there you go. It'll you be us. It It'll be us to come up with it. You're who, just going to have to slip it in on him. But what, who gets his what water? I, what I've gathered All right, perfect. And you're a guy who stripped before, right? Yeah. I sincere, like I sincerely believe. And I know everybody calls up with the weed and all that kind of shit, but I honestly think that with you or with someone that Fez really trusts, like a, a a light mushroom trip, I think he would get a lot out of that. I honestly think that that would, because it seems like I mean that's what it does is it brings the shit that's really cloud in your mind and it lets mm-hmm. you see exactly, you know what you're doing, what you're doing in life that's that's keeping you back that you can't always see when you're caught up in all the negative things that you're. It might help, Fezzi, for us to poison you with bad mushrooms. <laughs> that may be exactly what you're uh, looking for. Um, Joe, you're on Fez. How you doing, Ronnie boy? Um, I think Fez moved his laundry because he was afraid that somebody might see his blood-stained underwear. I hope that. I hope that wasn't the reason, Fez. Just get new underwear. Yeah. I shout out the stains. Don't have stains. Start wiping. He wiping doesn't the blood. No, he doesn't wipe properly, and that's one of the reasons that he runs into those strips. Nice. Anyway, Fez, you feel better now? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yep. You don't have to guess. If you don't, just say you don't. Not much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like if it was feeling better. No, not at all. Like I'm fi- I'm not feeling better. I'm still. But it's like no. This I'm not. Yes. No. I mean, it's just so everything it seems is like gets negative, and when you start getting negative, the negativity fucking piles on. Right. Like, I've, like I, I so, so that's why you want to come back to the shrooms. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this, Fez, and I mean, you could probably also already imagine this, but I'm a fucking perfect trip partner. You're not going to have to worry about a thing. I'm going to fucking first of all, I'll even bring a thing. I'll have some oranges, tales of topographic ocean. But yes, I'm going to have plenty of things, almost as like a first aid kit. And I'm going to get you to know yourself a little better by the time this is over. You know? The inside you. You're going to know that crazy Indian that's living in your soul. It'll be perfect. Um, here's Paul in Florida. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, not a big fan of the mushrooms or the acid. I don't think Fez would really react too well to that shit at all. I think he'd probably flip the fuck out. And he just needs to go ahead and... Absolutely he's going to flip out at first... I'm fucking dependent upon that. Yeah. We're going to get rid of this fez and come back with another fez. Good luck on that one. No worries. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you're on a fez. Hey, peyote, man. That's what he should try. Well, fez, with the peyote, a lot of times you're going to puke at the beginning of it. But that's... it comes in all different colors, that puke. You just... <laughs> so do that on an empty stomach. No, full stomach. Let's get it all out of you. Purge. Purge you. We'll do it now. We'll go upstate. This time of year is great. You're surrounded by death. 
You know, the trees, you can smell it in the leaves. Let's go to Chicago, the fucking destruction apocalypse zone that that is today. Yeah, I might have blown that out of proportion, if I'm going to be totally honest. I think they just got a hard rain. Oh, really? Mm. I don't know what happened there. Some of those callers, I think, were just being fucking sarcastic. Really? It didn't seem like I was screening the calls. It seemed like they were all pretty serious. Well, by the way, you screening calls is, sure, I want you to use this, ne this name now. Because you're just fucking... You're just fucking helping the heckling calls get in. I'm sorry. I hung up on like three fake radio sharks. <laughs> he still gets in. And, and, and probably a lot of people who weren't radio no, sharks. Oh, yeah, definitely a lot of people who weren't radio shark. What are you writing to me, Fezzi? Oh, I was going to say we have uh, promos to do today. If we want to do that. Uh, we will do promos today. You want to do them right now? You feeling up? Feeling good for promo time? I, I can do promo, sure. Promo time. All right, Chris Stanley, are you ready? Yeah. Um, the Ron and Fez Show, winning the battle for your souls. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, our fall tradition continues with our parade of amputees. Then we see how fast we can break up the Russell Brand Katy Perry marriage. The Ron and Fez Show. Learn more by going to fuckyou.gov. You know, I don't uh, get involved with celebrity marriages, but I'll put down 10 Gs these two don't last. Don't say that. They want... They, it seems like it's just a publicity stunt, isn't it? They've or really they found like each, each other. other. By the way, uh, Arthur was filmed over in St. Parts. Yeah, no, I saw him when he was... When, I saw them when they were filming it when we were up looking for apartments. Didn't see Katy Perry, though. That would have been awesome. Um... The Ron and Fez Show, Dead Men Listening. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, it's Celebrity Grave Robbing with Tom Bosley. Then we dress kids up in dark costumes, then test their reflexes in night traffic. The Ron and Fez Show, Satan approves this message. These are rolling along today, huh? Yeah, I think so. The Ron and Fez Show, the house giving out meth this Halloween. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we pitch the new reality series, Blind Truckers. Then we start a write-in campaign to try to get a Kardashian elected to Congress. The Ron and Fez Show, we're not a witch. We're you, assholes. We're you, assholes. I get that part. A lot of Halloween stuff in here, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that week. Halloween week. The Ron and Fez Show. Find that urge to smack someone. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, it's our Be a Warlord Fly Off to the Four then contest. I love contests. Oh, there. yeah. Ready? The Ron, Ron and Fez, Fez Show. Fighting, fighting that, that urge to smack someone. someone. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, it's our Be a Warlord Fly Away Contest at the Four. Then, then it's, it's a knife-throwing knife day with guest target Greta Van, Van Susteren. The Ron and Fez Show, proud sponsor of Teen Pregnancy. The only problem is, I think both of you guys stepped on some of my lines. Those are my lines. Seemed like they were mine. The Ron and Fez Show, official radio show of the Carming Armageddon. 
That's coming, Armageddon. What'd I say? Carming. Oh. The Ron and Fez Show, official radio show of the coming Armageddon. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we start targeting manger scenes for this year's War on Christmas. Then we go inside to see exactly what's in Tony Saragusa's colon. The Ron and Fez Show tests on animals first for your safety. I don't get that tested on animals first. Like, that's a horrible thing to test anything on animals. Just a radio show, though? Why would, why would we hurt an animal? Peter hates animal testing, I think, in any form. Just listen to the speakers. It's like spot checks, or...? Boy, a lot of death in this. And then these are for the uh, NFL Network. I hate the NFL Network ones. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's The Virus. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we hold a memorial service for the Cowboys and their season. Then we try to get Brett Favre to stop asking Jen Sturger to join his fantasy league. The Ron and Fez Show. Weekdays starting at 11 in the East on The Virus. I don't think there is funny without fucking Chris Stanley. Chris Stanley is the glue. I'm Ron Bennington, and I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez Show on the Sirius XM's The Virus. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we demonstrate illegal NFL hits on Al Michaels. Then, Ben Roethlisberger sets a new record for the amount of days he's gone without exposing himself. The Ron and Fez Show, weekday starting at 11, in the East, on The Virus. Uh, you did a couple of my lines there. I'll fix it in post. Or we could do it again real quick. It starts with you. Mm-hmm. Let's get this one going. Let's nail it. I feel like this is one we can do in one take. Okay, just waiting for you to start. Gotcha. I'm... You have a whole line there. It's, I'm Ron Bennington. Gotcha. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm, and I'm Fez, Fez Watley. Watley. See, Ron... that's my line there. That's where I pick it up. You want me to do this or not? Yes, I do. Um, we'll take it from the top. I'm Ron Bennington, and I'm, I'm Fez, Fez Watley, Watley from, from the, the Ron, Ron and Fez, Fez Show. On... Talking over me, dude. Yeah, but Joe, that's... in New Jersey, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Yo, buddies. I, I like these promos and all, but I think they could use some more Bennington. Thank you. I appreciate it, and that's from the fucking listeners, Fez. All right, we'll begin again. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's The Virus. Fez does his laundry while I empty my heart. That's not in, on the promo. Well, I can't fucking improvise at all? Well, I don't know if that has anything to do with the promo. What does any of this have to do? We're not going to actually hit Al Michaels. He's an old man. Good. I'm going to change the line, we demonstrate illegal hits on Al Michaels to Lorne Michaels. Because I think he's more popular. And NFL hits, I'm going to put SNL. Because that's a big show. You run those by the script supervisor? Or? Do we have one? Sure, yeah. Who is it? I thought, uh, no. 
Oh, no, we don't have a... No, you want to be the script su supervisor, you're the script supervisor. I think... No, I don't even have a fucking role in this. <laughs> What's the NFL Network, anyway? That's uh, where they, um, uh, of course, run the... Uh, they have the NFL show that they do on Sundays throughout the games, and, of course, all the NFL... And all the uh, Sunday games that they broadcast. What? What were the things that he was saying, script supervisor? Look at, look at the script. I what tried to transcribe about? it, but I just got a bunch of gibberish. Um, Pat, you're on Ronnie Fez. Yeah, Ronnie B. I heard last night on Monday Night Football, John Gruden said he wanted to hear more Bennington. All right, so that's Gruden. I think you know what he's done for a living, Fez. Coach and broadcasting. All right, let's do this. One take, this fucker. I'm John Gruden. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's The Virus. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show. You have another line there. I thought we uh, took that one out because Al Michaels. Yeah, we were going to do Lorne Michaels, but then we just decided to All scratch right. the whole thing. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's The Virus. Lorne Michaels. Then Ben Roethlisberger sets a new record for the amount of days he's gone without exposing himself. And more Lorne Michaels. Weekdays starting at 11 in the East on the virus. Why don't we change that to Beast? In case there's black kids listening. I don't know if that take uh, made a lot of sense. Okay. Do we like that one or not? No, I don't think so. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's The Virus. Coming up, we'll be doing a lot more promos. Then Ben Roethlisberger sets a new record for the amount of days he's gone without exposing himself. And that means his dick. Weekdays starting at 11 in the East on The Virus. We were going to do 11 in The Beast. Oh, yeah, sorry. Fucked that one up. I like the other ones that we do. I never liked the NFL ones. And it seems like, um, oh, hold on, here's somebody who wants up. Lady Trekker. I'm Ron Bennington, coming up next on the Ron and Fez Show. Ben Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> sets a new record for the amount of days he's gone without exposing himself. I don't think this is working. Um, let's see, here's the thing. Isn't Roethlisberger more of a rapist than a guy who exposes himself? Well, he exposed himself in the in the last situation. Exposed himself for thirty five points. Oh! <laughs> that fucking trade put you back on top for all the bitching you did. Oh yeah, turn me turn the whole ship around. Yeah, I'm so I'm gonna win the championship now. Yeah, so start instead of fucking crying about it, start being fucking happy. I'm you thrilled. got Big Ben. All right, ready? I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's The Virus. Funny lines in the promo to keep you sports heads connected. Then Ben Roethlisberger sets a new record for the amount of days he's gone without exposing himself. We do a show you don't listen to. Weekdays starting at 11 a.m. in the Beast on The Virus. That Beast sounded fucking, just seriously to me, it sounded like annoying. I don't think like, it makes sense. Well, here's the thing. It sounds like he's trying to be hip-hop when he's a white lady from down south. Um... And I think that reflects badly on the show. And by the show, I mean all of 202. I think this makes the Smodcast look crazy. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Dave. 
Hello? Yeah. Hey, how are you? What can we do for you, Dave? I just uh, cleaned up V8 uh, off my windshield. Uh, this is the funniest shit you guys have done all week, man. So, you threw up V8 on your fucking windshield? I V8 all over my windshield when you said John Gruden a minute ago. Well, you know what? Thanks for judging us. I like to sit here in your judgment. And, and but why this is happening? This thing's been a nightmare for us. It's just really going bad. We wanted to do great professional promos, or as I like to say, homos. I don't think we can put that in the script. Here's a, a thing for you, Fez. Fez, are you gratified in any way by being funny? Or do you only want to perform well so people will think well of you? The, because of that fact, he cheers up when the topic turns to him. Calls come in suggesting fly fishing, then are shot down by Fez. I don't look good in the rubber pants. All in the context of a call and advice show where the hosts get advice. It's all funny, but he doesn't seem to get enjoyment out of his own talents and tries to put them out there so he won't let you down. No, I think I get... Um... It seems like he used to love being Fez and showing off his Fezness, but now he second-guesses himself, ignores positive feedback, and fixates on what he thinks he's doing wrong. That's an interesting one, Fez. Yeah, I think some of that stuff at the end was true, but I, I, do, I do feel good if I can get off a line, yeah. We'll get one off, let's see. Ben Roethlisberger sets a new record for the amount of days he's gone without exposing himself. A. Heard it. B. Never left the first time. Um, but really, just drop a line on us. I mean, just fucking blow the roof off. Um, drop one of those. Just fucking... Just... Uh, just blow a fucking line out. We'll see if it works. Do you enjoy being funny is what the thing was. Yeah, I think so. When's the last time that you said, I enjoy being funny? I don't know if I've... I don't know how long I've ago I said that. So I usually don't say something like that out loud. Well, let's. when I said say, in your head. I didn't want you to just fucking <laughs> just grab a mic and go, Ronnie Bay, that last line fucking destroyed. Although, it might be good for you to try that a little bit. Maybe maybe when you get a line that destroys, just say it to me. Hey, I just did a line that destroyed. Off the top of my fucking head. That's called magic. Now let's do this promo. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's The Virus. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we demonstrate illegal NFL hits on Al Michaels. Then Ben Roethlisberger sets a new record for the amount of days he's gone without exposing himself. The Ron and Fez show. Weekdays starting at 11 a.m. in the East on The Virus. We fuck kids. Ah, uh, that line died. I really wanted it to be good. It was close. No, you know what I don't like about it is because people, they're going to think that we do fuck kids. And I just wanted them to think, oh, how ironic, but they don't even know us. In their minds, we might. Guess we could start. Let's leave the kid fucking out. That's stupid to even bring up. Even if the kid wants to do it, I don't think they got the brain capacity to know. It's consensual, though. Huh? Consensual, though. Yeah, but it's not want. consensual if it's by a retard no, or a true. child. That's true. What about a retard and a child? Same thing. Oh. 
children are retards until they grow up to be fucking old enough not to be. That's their high school graduation day. Congratulations. This paper shows you're not a retard. Um, are you ready for this? Taking yeah. it from the top. Taking it from the streets, like the Doobie Brothers said. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's The Virus. We fuck kids. I thought we were leaving that out. I don't get the chance to improvise. And it actually is starting to hurt my creativity. All right, let's go from the top. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's The Virus. We do not, I repeat, do not fuck kids. Then Ben Roethlisberger sets a new record for the amount of days he's gone without exposing himself. Only adults. That's who we have sex with, the Ron and Fez show. Weekdays starting at 11 a.m. in the East on The Virus. Beast. Weekdays starting at 11 a.m. in the Beast on The Virus. No, I, when you said, the, I just saw Beast, that's going to be like our new phrase. Oh, I mean, okay. Just like Beast is going to be like great. Like Beast mode. Yeah. Like, this is fucking beast. How'd you like that one? If you like it, just say beast. How'd you like that one? Beast? All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we get back, it's more talk about this young lady. What was her name again, Hicks? The Ms. Taylor Swift. Ms. Taylor Swift. And I say Ms. <laughs> because we don't know whether she's married or not. We believe she's not. Uh, and our own, Sirius Radio's own Mark Zito, who seems to be obsessed somewhat with John Mayer, is going to stop by and give us the insights. He's read the liner notes and said that the liner notes even make the rest of the album look tame. So we got the promos you needed, bro? Yeah, we are all set promo-wise. Wow, I can't wait till we hear back on those. I don't think we're great. I think people are going to start listening to the show from the NFL Network. Fuck, well, finally, right? I found that. You know how many people listen to the NFL Network every week? 300 million. Wow. That's great fucking numbers. And now they know that Ron Fesho doesn't fuck kids, which yeah. is just really positive. I got some of the... Um, yeah, I don't even know if we should bring that up. But I got some of our numbers back, and we get... Huge amount of people start writing, listening to a show, and then they write down on this that they end up doing their laundry during our show. But that's because if they don't, somebody else will touch it. All right, we got to take a break here. When we get back, uh, we'll come back with the biggest star in America, Taylor Swift, and an inside look at what she does, the guys that she dates. After the jump, it's the Ron and Fez show. The Ron and Fez show. The virus. Serious XM. Optimism to blame 
Uh, it's the Ron and Fez show, and this is Taylor Swift, more or less out in poor John Mayer, because uh, she was too young to be messed with. Uh, Mark Zito's here, and you know all things John Mayer. You're your self-proclaimed biggest John Mayer fan? Yeah, sad but true. And uh, by the way, Fez and I did show, what was it, about a year ago? Yeah, it was uh, last August. How's the show doing now? Uh, it's not on the air anymore. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. that good. Close that one down. <laughs> or as Fezzy said, that good. What are, you, what are you supposed to say now? A beast. No. I killed that motherfucker. I killed that mother. Did you feel like you did? As that was a kill one? Uh, not, maybe I maimed it. All right. Um, so, when you hear that this. John's been through a, a rough time lately, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Uh, he kind of got embarrassed over a Playboy interview. and Yeah, 2010 hasn't been a good year for John yeah. Mayer. Kind of, uh, you know, was trying to always get smart in interviews, and it kind of caught up with him this year. Didn't he actually shut down his Twitter account? He said, uh, Recently, too yeah. many haters. Yeah, his last tweet was, what does this button do? And there was, that's staying wise ass too, which I like it. But the thing was, he had one of the top Twitter accounts in the world. Yeah, I think it was at three and a half million followers. Yeah, right? which is right up there in the top you know a couple of people so um it's that point of i'm stepping away from the spotlight and the celebrity culture and when he does and he seems like he's done a good job of staying out of the news this girl comes up and basically is calling him a kid toucher yeah it really sucks for him because this whole thing about getting off twitter was you know i gotta get back to the music right. tells all the fans i gotta i gotta stop with this i gotta get out of the public spotlight and then literally i, I can't think of anyone in the country right now, or in entertainment, that's more beloved than Taylor Swift. She's that big because obviously we don't follow kids' country music. But yeah, but I I would say not even with with kids. I'd say with all ages. She's on all the top forty stations. Everything people well, love her. If uh, Kanye helped by being mean to her, right? Mm-hmm. And now this new album supposedly is going to sell a million copies in a week, which doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's supposed to, it's, it's projections have it anywhere between seven hundred fifty thousand to one million. Which the last album to sell a million copies, I believe, was Lil Wayne a couple years ago with the the Carter record. So that he put out this, this thing with huge. Taylor Swift. I guess John dated her. Then abruptly left, and she's a little girl scorned over this. And she is angry enough. I have to believe at this point that he put it in her ass. That she was saving (laughs) that he that he broke the seal on that. She was saving that from Mister Wright. And once he got that, he was like, "No, I'm still leaving." That's probably true. His love of the ass, because now he's been he's been linked with uh, Kim Kardashian in the past couple weeks, which is which is just hypocritical on some level because there's a big fan the guy goes around saying you know about the music you'll only see me in right. us weekly if i did something wrong and literally famous g- girl to famous girl to taylor swift to jennifer aniston to now kim kardashian it's like you couldn't even get more uh tabloid well you know what's really funny about that too is that he got mad at sirius because he the last time he was in here he sees kim kardashian they talked it up it made page six, and he blamed it on somebody inside Sirius mm-hmm. of saying, I think he blamed it on the publicity department, which maybe they did or, or they didn't. But he's acting like they spread lies about me. And now, according to you, those two are still those two are together. They were spotted. Like, you know, the reports are, oh, they met up with a group of people, and it was cool, and now they're, now they're going out alone or whatever. Well, in his defense, wouldn't you like to spray silver that ass just to take... 
couple hours. Yeah, I would. But the problem with that is like when there's a video of of, of somebody already like banging the shit out of this girl, it's it's. It's weird. So once they have out a sex video, he shouldn't go there. I, I but wouldn't maybe be that's why he likes her. See, no, but I, I, I see that as like an experience I've shared in by watching it, so I'd rather create a whole new experience that I have no knowledge of. No, I, and I haven't seen the video. Mm-hmm. When you say banging the shit out, she literally was shitting when she was <laughs> no, having no, sex? No, no, okay, it was her good. and Ray J. Yeah, I don't understand all the, uh, the slang. All right, so... Uh, no word yet out of his camp of what's going on there. Uh, no, no comments or anything. And everyone's talking about that Dear John song. I listened to the show yesterday. You guys mm. talked about that. She's got another song now on the album that's also about John Mayer. She just won't leave this fucking guy alone. It's terrible. I mean, play has got to play. That's what I say. Uh, I don't more understand. More slang. What... It's more slang. I'm okay, sorry. more slang. So the players have to what? They have to play. Okay. So <laughs> you're saying that John needs to what? But isn't this the receipt? Isn't this what happens if you're with a little girl like this? I guess. Is this a badge of honor, though? Like, is this something I would, like, I'm trying to figure out if this happened to me. You at least have proof that it happened now, so that's good if you're him and you need to tell your friends. But But, if you're John Mayer, you don't need to convince anyone. See, here's the thing. He's not you with all your, you know, boyhood insecurities. (laughs) Exactly. He's actually a man who dates other attractive women, and you'd probably rather not have that reputation Mm -hmm. if you want to go... Well, you probably don't want his reputation at all if you want quality women. Now, a lot of the stuff that gets said about not just him but people like that is that they that a lot of these dates get put together by people's promotional teams. Like, hey, if two celebrities go out together, so it's good things. But here's one that apparently the girl took it serious. Well, it's even just... I wonder to what lengths he went to to win her over because he doesn't do do. And on his last record, they did a duet, and he did in an interview. Somebody was like, "Why Taylor Swift?" And he gave this whole glowing like, "She's just an artist. I think is going to be around for a while. She's an amazing person." Blah blah blah. So I don't. I think that was on Fuse at the time. So, so you were know. thinking that was his dick talking? I like his dick was I, going. Like, She's unbelievable. Looking back on it right. now, I say a bunch of dumb shit when I'm trying to, you know. <laughs> right. So I think that's what's going on. Right, well, let's get into this second song, and uh, this is the one that said you didn't even pull out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is, what is this song about? Uh, this is this is called the story of us. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually read a, a girl's Twitter last night that just said, "I just bought the new Taylor Swift album, trying to figure out what track I'll get tears on." The story of us, definitely, I can tell by the title. So this is working for young Miss Swift. Oh yeah, it's a million copies. Yeah. And probably all the girls, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she's somebody the girls like. And I brought this up. I thought she's, I'm sure she's a pretty girl, but if she wasn't this country star, you wouldn't notice her on the street. Probably. I, I used to say that. And then I walked by the Today Show this morning. She was out there performing. I was walking into work and I saw her and I was like, right. dude. I might be blinded by fame. No, it's but did possible. you go by there because she was there? Well, once I saw a crowd, I wanted to see what was going on. Did you know that she was, was going to be, be there, before? I put, I put two and two together once I saw there was absolute shrieking, Mr. B. Yeah, well, they, uh, and by the way, I thought they only perform on um, I thought so too. Fridays. Like Fridays. They do right? a Friday thing. I, I guess maybe not in the summer. In the summer or the, in the winter, they just They do just it. whatever catches catch can. Yeah, especially with uh, this woman. Higgs, do you believe that? He just happened to be walking by on his way to no, Sirius. No, no, no. He's all over the Twitters. Fucking, he's like, oh, really? There's a performance going on, eh? Hey, you know in advance she was performing. He had a pro John Mayer poster out there. How else was I going to get her to sign my copy of Speak Now? I killed it. Did you? <laughs> Wounded. Okay. Um, but, uh, so you thought she was very attractive? I did. Okay. 
more attractive than, say, Kim, Kim Kardashian? To me, yeah, I like blondes. You need the silver fucking thing, though. Hicks, you're still jacking to the silver ass, right? That giant, beautiful ass of hers. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Christ. All right. Um, so what does, what's the story of us about? All right. Well, they thought it was about like some other teen heartthrob she, uh, she dated, but she does this crazy thing in her liner notes of the record where she... Uh, Certain letters are bolded, like throughout the lyrics of the song. Mm -hmm. Certain letters are capital or and or bolded, and in this song, it spells out CMT awards. And she said the uh, song was about encountering somebody in an award show she didn't want to see. She also admitted in the same interview that the story of us and Dear John are about the same person. Mayer played at the CMT awards, did a duet with Keith Urban, and so I guess uh, that was in June. So, so she was just up, fucking furious why this yeah. is going on, and blacking out things so we could say. That's uh, that's the Riddler. That's exactly. the fucking shit that the Riddler does. This is like if if somebody took every angry away message I made in middle school or, right. or high school, but only they they made a million copies of it. Right. So this is basically she's almost Courtney Love at this point. Yes. Also, the the message is, she did the same thing. It's in every one of her songs, and the one for Dear John is "Loved you from the very first day." Oh God. Oh, it's bad. Oh God. This fucking guy didn't know what he... See, this is the problem with being with two younger girls. You know what I mean? Like, if she was fucking 30, she'd be like, yeah, he's a loser and move on with her life. But she's fucking... Probably after the first night, he fucking touched her pussy. She's writing, Mrs. John Mayer, over and over <laughs> on her fucking little notebooks. And the worst part for John is, at least in my opinion, that other song, the Dear John song, seven minutes, never going to make it to radio. The story of us... Like, kind of has, like, that feel. Like, it'll the probably... radio be... feel? Yeah. All right, let's take a listen a little bit. This is the story of us. I used to think one day we'd tell the story of us How we met and the sparks flew instantly <laughs> People would say they're the lucky ones It's a jam, right? I used to know my place was a spot next to you Now I'm searching the room for an I will say this, Zito, you're right. Every underage girl is going to be singing this dumb shit into her hairbrush and hating poor John Mayer. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a disaster. It sounds like crazy drivel. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, but that's what kids are looking for. They're looking for crazy drivel. They're like, Mom, can I get a tr the crazy drivel album? I just <laughs> want to sit here and listen to dog shit for 45 minutes and feel like I'm connected. Oh, it's fucking terrible for John Mayer. I guess. But that's what you get. You put your dick in a retard and it's going to fucking, it's going to snap its teeth down on your cock. She's America's sweetheart right now. Yeah, but she's crazy pussy at the same time. Oh, America's sweetheart is crazy pussy. She's nuts. I'm looking through, there's a report on Vulture about uh, the, the messages in each song. Like, they're like crazy hints, like Portland, Oregon is, is bolded. <laughs> fucking Tay, Toby, uh... Uh, CMT moved out in July. Like, <laughs> it's bizarre. He's, uh, yeah. 
He's going to end up seriously with fucking come home and his bunny is going to be boiling. <laughs> it's over. He's just screaming that at her. What do you think um, this line means? She writes, when your cock was in my pussy, it made me so mushy. <laughs> um, uh, here's John. John, you're on my Hey, buddy. Yeah. Pretty big country music fan and has no appeal towards Taylor Swift. I mean, she's really not that attractive when she performs live. She's really not that good. Maybe someone can enlighten me why she's so... The mass appeals to her, I guess. Well, it's just because she happens to be for girls her age that look like her. And, you know, it's like people, you know, trying to find out, like, like you would turn on Glee and think that it sucks. But little girls love that shit. And this song sounds like something from Glee. I read an article that uh, today that said Taylor Swift capture, captured like being a teen better than any artist they said of the past thirty years. Now, did you read that in Seventeen magazine? No, I did not. Because every three years, there's always some girl. You know, it was Britney, it was Christina, blah blah blah, and they were bigger than what she is now. Uh, but, but you could sell more records in those days. The thing that's weird is they're still trying to push her as a country artist, and she she tries to maintain her country roots, but all of her songs that really get big. Like, I believe her last record even had kind of two versions, which I know they used to do with, like, I think, like, Shania Twain and stuff uh -huh. like that, where there's the country version that's all the twangy songs, and they basically redo them with electric guitars to she, push them to radio. She may have a new genre there, just heartbreak stalking. <laughs> yeah. Killed it. Mm. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Fez is doing his thing. He's the, the one-liner sniper. He's in the background. He's going to come in every once in a while. And just kill it. Just blast it from up. Get up behind a rock, Fuzzy, and just, as the subject comes by, bam. So I won't but, even know it's coming. No, you're never going to know it's coming. You're going to, you're right now, you're JFK. You're in the back of the limo. <laughs> you're waving. You're having a good time. And Fezzy's up in a fucking window looking down at you. And he's just, right. I'm not going to be in here talking with you, but boom, when I see that line, I'm going to nail it. Love it. Um... Either that or we have to send them upstate. What's it? I went to school upstate. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> he no. might have to go to school for a little while. Why, what school did you go to? I went to uh, Syracuse University. In <laughs> 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 New York. I <laughs> <laughs> um, just wanted to come in here and talk about some teen pop. Too, too late. Uh, Chris, you're on Fez. Hey, guys, I was calling for Smash It or Trash It. I'd like to fucking trash this. Um, here is the thing. It doesn't matter what you think. This has sold a million copies. If you could be the manager of anyone t today, you should pick this girl. Because she's going to make a lot of money. And I'm going to believe with, with what Zito said. This is going to go on for a while. America, these kids are going to grow up with her. She might be their share. 30 years from now, she'll have some fucking variety show with John Mayer. Where they do funny bits and sing songs together. I hope she does a movie with Eric Stoltz. Um, <laughs> here is Ed. Ed, you're on Fez. Hey, fellas. Fezzy, you are the John Wilkes booth of the Ron and Fez show, except in a good way, not in a bad. Well, it was he was in a good way if you were on the side of the South. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866 Run zero fez. Uh, here is Travis. Show him run fez show. Oh, buddy. All right. What's hey, up? I heard, uh, 
my poor hymen is bolted out in one of the songs. <laughs> the um, there is there is a thing of my poor hymen. Well, here's the thing that John did, and it's probably wrong. I mean, it was her first time, and it's not that he was rough, but he wasn't overly gentle. But then, as soon as she felt comfortable with it, he pulled off and fucking just laid the rest out in her face. Ugh. And that's in. I'm only getting that from the lyrics. Uh, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, Randy in Minnesota, you're on fez. Yeah, I was just gonna say if she can turn this teenage audience against him, maybe he can start wailing on that guitar and come out with an album worth of shit. Um. Well. He is going to do, um, I think as my, my music is a Wonder Bread. Is that uh, the big hit that he has? No. Well, no. what was the big hit? Uh, it's uh, Your Body's a Wonderland. <laughs> God damn. And like, like uh, it just sucks being like, I'm such a big John Mayer fan. You, you love John Mayer. I really do. It's, it's, it's all types of weird, but a lot of people don't understand that he's like really fucking good at guitar. And so they just go on these radio singles and I have to answer questions. Okay. But you know what? If you do put this out, then you got to stand behind it. There's nothing you can do about it. You well, know. Well, John Mayer, he said, you know, because you know, this song's like an old friend that might not be, you know, cool anymore. Or might not be one of my friends now, but it made him a million dollars right. more than that. So he doesn't but, care. But then neither should you. You should be like, yeah, he will do cheesy stuff to sell out. Um, Tom Jones was in here the other day, and literally, he's got one of the best white voices of all time. I mean, he could. Anybody who fucking loves singing says that guy, you know, mm-hmm. has a great soul voice. Yet he's known for what's new, Pussycat. You can't fucking, you know, he did it. And 99% of the people are going, oh, that's shit. And here it is 50 fucking years later. He's singing gospel music. Fucking black people are crying when they hear it. But most of the people who know him is just by the cheesy stuff. And that's the other thing. John's, if, if you ask people, what's John Mayer known for? Guitar is going to be so far down on the list yeah. because that's where it seems to have mattered to him. You know, this fucking dating fucking celebritants and um, it's just he puts forth two two different fronts. One is I'm all about the music. I got the power blues trio. You know, uh, I'm I'm hanging out with Clapton. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then the other side is this, right? Uh, you know, the story of us. Um, Carla, you're on a fez. Ronnie B. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to hear you dogging on this girl anymore because I bet everybody in studio today loves Alanis Morissette, and that's what made her famous Dave Coulier. First of all, none of us do. Oh, And second of all, (laughs) she didn't use Dave Coulier's name in it. Oh, you got a point. Yeah. And I thought I was being so clever. Yeah, you weren't. Uh, But no, we don't all sit around singing that fucking song either. I remember we all said this. What is wrong with this lunatic bitch? Get over it. I don't think any men are ever... Comfortable with the good even chicks, you know, I guess that's our version of of rape, you know, like women will be afraid of a date rape. We're afraid of the date talkers. The <laughs> let me come out and say all the awful things oh, he did to me. Jesus. No, please. Come on. Just because seriously, <laughs> what these kind of girls do, they're the ones out of nowhere who call your mom at her house and tell her some he forced me to have an abortion. You know, whatever. And you're on the phone with your mom. Ma, she's crazy. Don't even answer the phone when she calls. But are girls, like, predisposed to be crazy? Or is it an event that triggers it? 
most of the time. Well, these are not, they don't represent all women. Most women will be like, move on to the next one. Well, I mean, Taylor Swift, uh, looking at this, she seems normal, and then all of a sudden is clearly not. But you're not seeing this as a marketing strategy. It actually works. Here we are, nowhere near her format, talking about this shitty music, and it's just the same as if, for the same reason that her people probably thought, well, this is great, she'll be with John Mayer. Now, even her own people might be like, Keep that John Mayer heat going. Mm -hmm. Talk about what a prick he was, you know? Don't just bitch to me about it. Put it out there. Like when we tried to tell Fez, oh, you got a crazy story? Tell it on the air. This is her basically doing the Fez thing. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Fezzy, I just, uh, or Ron, sorry, I wanted to say I know that John Mayer used to be a friend of the shows. I really wish that you guys could reconcile and maybe, because he's, he's an all right guy. I'd like to oh, I thought he was a good guy and he, he stopped by and uh, we were glad to have him. That's why, that's why I started listening to the Ron and Fez show. Because of what? Because I may or may not have been reading a John Mayer message board one day and they were like, oh shit, John Mayer's on Ron and Fez. And so mm -hmm. I, that's how I got XM. Now, was that a true story that he debuted his... Waiting on the World to Change. Yeah. On Ron and Fez, yeah. What a bad idea that was. They really <laughs> tried to launch a new single. But I thought he was a good guy, and then, you know, uh, he told Jay Moore when Jay went and talked to him about it. He goes, I just can't fucking keep up with that. It's too, it's too fast. He goes, you got Bennington coming from Bizarre Angles. Then you got the John Wilkes booth of comedy. <laughs> Uh, come running in before, ready to pop one in the back of my... Because Mary used to wear a big stovetop uh, hat at the time. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here is uh, Rich in Yonkers. You were mentioning how Taylor Swift's going to be around for a while. I know yesterday my niece won from the MasterCard, whatever BS, that uh, they did a Thanksgiving special in Central Park yesterday. And tonight, she's going down to Manhattan to the rooftop bar to do her New Year's Eve special. Three hours to, to film it for all three time zones. The New Year's Great. Eve special they do already? That's fucking embarrassing. Well, here's a better question. They're going to film the entire special three times? Well, they're going to cut, stop, and say, Taylor Swift back out for the next hour for each time zone of three different songs. And, you know, it's 75 degrees here in New York today. They're going to be wearing T-shirts for a New Year's Eve special. No, those people will put on a big heavy coat and fake the whole thing. They'll be dropping fucking ivory snowflakes from the roof. They don't care. Uh, Brian, you're running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I had a quick question. Uh, I just got in the car. Uh, who is that in there talking with you? It kind of sounds like the Draft House kid, but he's got a bit higher voice than Draft House kid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark Zito is our buddy, and uh, we did a show last year, been clipped. But you you uh, been around Sirius for a couple of years now. Yes, a couple of years, and he knows all things mayor. He is, if we were doing a Foursquare, he would be the mayor of mayor right now, <laughs> and I don't even know if that's possible. Hicks, are you still on Foursquare? No, not not never really right mayor <laughs> with the Foursquare. I don't want to be the mayor of anything. Be a mayor of a crack house. Mayor of Behind the Glass. Oh! Mayor what? Sorry, I had to take a phone call. <laughs> oh, you fucked up. You fucked up. He just brought up that your parents are dead, and his are still living and doing very well. Oh, great. Good for them. True and true. That is true and true. That's double true. Um, you're originally from Rhode Island? Correct. Mm. 
It's a small state, isn't it? Yeah, but big heart. Oh, is it? Is, yeah. that, is that your thing? That's small a little state? slogan I just made up, but I, I think like they it. could adopt that and go with it. Yeah. How about with a big complex? Because for being a small state, there's a lot of crime there. I always get to read about and they're doing that new movie on the mayor of Providence. Oh, Buddy Cianci. Yeah. Buddy Cianci's the man. I love him. Who, everybody there does, and no matter what crimes he does, they would still reelect him. Who's playing him in the movie is... Someone crazy like a Joe Montana or uh, I, some kind of crazy I thing. actually haven't heard about this old movie. I know there were rumblings a while ago. Well, maybe Russell, I'm wrong. Maybe it never came down. Well, I know there were rumblings a while ago that Russell Crowe was interested in some type of uh, Buddy Why Cianci does he movie. have to say he's doing every movie? <laughs> I don't know. They did, he did the same thing with the Bill Hicks story. And I'm like, he can't play Bill Hicks. First of all, Bill Hicks was dead for like 10 years by the time Russell Crowe would have walked on stage now and started doing them. Hey, everyone. Hicks. Are you related to Bill Hicks at all, Pepper? Uh, no, no. We're, it's, just a, it's just a name. When uh, Hicks's family was in here, I had to keep calling you Chris Stanley in front of him because I couldn't say, oh, by the way, we named this fucking kid after your son. That'd be far too weird. Oliver Platt is uh, rumored to be playing Mayor um, Cianci. Is that how you say it? Cianci. Cianci. Buddy Cianci. I like Cianci. Okay. Because it's more like Chauncey then. Oh, he's great though. He he has his own pasta sauce they sell in the state. Oh, I'm he, starving. he he made Providence way better. He went to jail for five years, comes back. Now he hosts a talk radio show. They have talk radio in Providence. They do. We talk about all the issues like uh, potholes and uh, local politics. So it's right right down to street by street. When we come back. <laughs> we'll be looking at Chestnut Street. Uh, what's going on there? We need the mailboxes looked at. Moby Worm's going to eat South Road. Yeah, you got to look out for it. Um. But Providence is a good food town. Oh, it's great. Federal Hill. My dad actually hosts a, uh, a restaurant television show. What's the show? It's called the TV Maitre D. It's on uh, CBS oh, and Fox affiliates. Oh, your dad is the TV ma Maitre D? Yes. All right, and where is it at? Uh, it's on CBS and Fox Sundays, 11 a.m. and 11.30. And this is his only gig? This is what he does for a living? Yes. And he's the TV Maitre D. He goes into a place... Yeah, and they uh, you know showcases the restaurants and a lot of good food on there. Uh, this is great. This is like if Anthony Bourdain was almost on house arrest, where he couldn't leave the state. <laughs> so instead of traveling all around the world, he just stays in one neighborhood. Yes, it's it, but it's all southern New England. So you got a little bit of Connecticut, Massachusetts too. But there's there's an amazing amount of good restaurants oh, yeah, in Rhode is. Island, so it works yeah, out well. Is. It's known for Italian food, right? Yes, Federal Hill is the uh, the main area. I don't know if you've ever been up there. But if if you haven't, you gotta go. It's a hell of a place to cop. <laughs> uh, Mark Zito, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Thank you for having me. Uh, and I'm thanks for blowing the lid off this uh, Taylor Swift. You're on team uh, mayor, or team Swift. Uh, team mayor. I mean, I gotta stick with my guy there, Fuzzy. I'm uh, also on team mayor. Mm. X. Can I choose neither? No, you gotta pick one. Uh, give me Swift then. I feel sorry for. Her. She has a lot of problems, I guess. She's going to sell a million albums. She's going to sell... No, she's hurt, though. Yes, and her vagina's been ruined. <laughs> Forever. It's tilted now. It's actually, she said, after you got done with her, it's almost like it's a question mark, except for the dot would be her asshole. I guess the ass, I guess her asshole moved oh up um, oh. so that it's parallel to her vagina, to her crooked vagina. Who's going to fuck her now? I would, I guess. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to turn it down. Who's going to have a problem with that? Oh, that's a question sharp, question sharp, question mark shaped vagina. What is it? Question sharp. <laughs>
We'll take a break. Uh, lots more to talk about, it's, including something that's been driving Chris Stanley crazy. He's been going out of his mind today, and I hate to interrupt you here, Zito, but when this guy gets a topic in his head, I can't, you know, I can't get out of it. What is it that's been making you so angry? Yeah, uh, fucking, uh... Yeah, Coldplay. Coldplay's back in the news, and uh, I hate those assholes. Coldplay <laughs> is da dating Taylor Swift right now. I wish. All right, we'll be back with Clocks. It's the Ron and Fez show after the jump. Ron and Fez. The Virus. On Sirius XM. Chris Stanley is angry over Coldplay again? Well, yeah, it's middle of the road crap, and I don't think they should be popular. But in this latest poll, Coldplay is the act most likely to send music fans to sleep, according to a new survey taken by a travel watch. So this is the music people most likely sleep to. They're so crap and boring. People just, oh, I'll throw some Coldplay on. Pass the fuck out. Well, what's wrong with that? It, that means it's boring. It's not good. Do you ever have any music that you like to put on to fall asleep to? I, I usually, I, I barely ever, I, no, I don't, no, not at all. I was like, what's wrong with some Ozzy? Or Iron, Iron, Ma uh, Iron Maiden, I just go out like a fucking baby. Yeah, Run to the Hills. It's bad as fuck out. Run to the Hills, why is that the only song that you bring up? There's so many other great ones. Yeah, what? Um, I don't deep track Iron Maiden. You don't deep track? No, I don't deep track those guys. You need to. You need to start to get on it. Um, I'm going to start and try to sleep to these guys. Good. The only time they should be heard is when you can't listen to them. Maybe I'll dream that I'm married to Gwyneth Paltrow and we have a beautiful little baby named Apple. And I'm friends with Ricky Gervais. Really? He's friends with them? Well, he did a show. Oh, yeah. They seemed like they were friends. I don't know. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow either. What's not to like? She has that blog... She just says what rich people should do. Annoys me. Well, give me a link to that. I'd like to start going. Okay. I think it's called like Jizz or something. It's something All right, weird. Jizz. All right. I'll, I'll just go to Jizz. I hope it works out okay for me. <laughs> Youjizz.com. All right. Now, earlier in the show, uh, a 
Sobbing Fez Watley told us that his therapist has recommended that he go into an asylum. Or you called it a sanitarium, Fez? Yeah. Sanitarium was the word that Fez used. Um, and Fez was crying because he said this would be, if this doesn't work out, that would be the end of the line for him. So during the commercial, I'm like, Fez, let me take a look at the sanitarium and see if I can see it. Oh, no. It's a spa getaway. What? This is what you're upset over? It has... Uh, I'm going to take this music off then. <laughs> yes, take it away. It's a lodge, a dining hall, sunroom, spa area, outdoor <laughs> sauna. Can I go? Um, no. As a matter of fact, you can't, if you know what I mean. Oh, but Jesus. no nutty stuff. Yoga. Um, and then just like classes but there is a new year's retreat that you could uh pay for to go um with a new year's eve dinner there is nothing fez for you to be panicking about just vacation. the way this, this was described a- to me yesterday it sounded like a nut hut because i hadn't checked it out online yet why wouldn't you because I didn't, I didn't have the, I didn't have the name of it. I couldn't remember uh, leaving the office. You just remember now. Well, I was too. No, I, I emailed him and asked for the name of it. Well, it looks incredibly nice, and nothing has to do with mental deficiency here. Yeah, I was told about a person who had to, was having all kinds of emotional problems and had to go away to this place and is still there. It sounded like nut hut to me. There's one that uh, it teaches you how to be part of a building community where you work on stuff, teaches you how to um, do home repairs, the art of powerful living. Life coach there. Does your shrink get commission on sending people up to this place? That's what it sounds like now. But it, it it's just a nice getaway. And it's, a you know, maybe something that you might want to try one time. But um, no possible way can, do they you get locked in. There's no locks on these doors. There's no doctors there. When's There's no night? medical people. There's no medication. This is a retreat. Yeah, this was explained to me completely different. Why don't I believe you? Because I'm a nut. Why do you think that I think that he said to you, hey, there's a great place upstate. You could go chill out and spend, you know, instead of working on this for an hour, work up on stuff for, you know. 10, 12 hours a day with other people who are looking to make changes. Um, Yeah, this is not a place that you check into, Fez. It's a place that you get a fucking room key. Um, Workshops, programs, events. Celebrate, heal, transform, and integrate money. Uh, body, mind, and spirit. Uh, 
of fellowship is a positive force for change in the world. There's nothing scary about this. It's the exact opposite of scary. Uh, Grace, you're on the Run of Fez show. Good afternoon, ladies. While I agree with Pepper Hicks that uh, Coldplay pretty much blows and they're pretty boring, I don't think because you put something on and it helps you drift off to sleep because it comforts you is a boring thing. Like the Jayhawks album, Smile, is a fantastic album, and it just ah, relaxes me. Oh, Jayhawks. So sleepy. And they don't suck, Ronnie. I didn't say they did. I just get tired when I hear about them. I get very, very sleepy. Um, That's the first long smile. Wait, people are driving. If they hear this, they'll pass out and drive off the road. Dave in Atlanta, you're on running fuzz. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? This is Dave calling from Atlanta. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Fezzy, I just wanted to tell you, I did a week in a real nut hut where it is locked down and where they do take your shoelaces away and all your sharps and everything, and they put you in soft clothing, and they lock you in and take you to your meals and all that. And it really is nothing to be afraid of. It was the most restful week of my life. You uh, don't have to think. You don't have to, to feel. You don't have to do anything except go to meetings and take notes. It's, it's really it's, it's a respite from reality. It'll let you get grounded again. They give you nice medications, nice round pills that go down real easy three times a day. It's a, it's a wonderful vacation from life, and it's probably a lot cheaper than that spa you're thinking of going to. Fez's place would be an actual um, vacation. This is the type of stuff that, you know, a lot of women like to do. You go out, and you learn, you know, they meditate, and they do this. and that. Well, there would be no women at this one, but um, it's not that thing that you were so frightened of today. No, I mean, I'm glad we looked at it. Because all I heard about is the guy who had to go there and is still there. Yes, he's choosing. Yeah. If that's even true. Maybe it's a guy who just likes to go back a lot. Or if he's still there, he's probably working there. As a fucking, you know, one of these volunteers and helpers that I see them putting up. Yeah, who knows now? I mean, I got the whole thing wrong. So I guess I just either misunderstood the guy or it was misrepresented. What do you think it was? I probably misunderstood the guy. And you thought this was your last chance? I thought, yeah, another mental asylum. Mm. And then it's not even that. This is a place to get a manicure, I guess. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, coming up a little later on, we're going to be talking zombies with some friends of yours, Fez. Photoshop Mike will be stopping by. Uh, his show is Zombie Hunters. So, And he'll be stopping by with his friends Patrick and Murph. Uh, Patrick's the director and writer of Zombie Hunters. And Murph is one of the show, is one of the actors and fight director. He coordinates the zombie fights. 
And you can find this all at zombiehuntershow.com. You like the zombie stuff? The zombie stuff can be good. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's it can get a little gory, you know, when it comes to eating brains and stuff. What do you but, think, Hicks? I've, I've, I've enjoyed zombie movies over the years. What zombie movies you like? I like the original trilogy, the George Romero movies. He's made a few new ones that didn't do so the well. The only though. one that I ever liked was Shaun of the Dead. That was oh, that the was only zombie one. movie I liked. And I think Kevin Smith is doing a zombie uh, movie. Um, it's called Red State. Yeah, Red State. I think it's about, I believe it's about Rustin's family. I meant the Draft House Kids family. I hope they don't become zombies. Uh, they are already zombies. Um, the Bill Murray part of Zombieland was very funny. Yeah, it was great. It was pretty awesome. Actually, I did not hate Zombieland, but I only saw it on TV. I don't think I'd be able to sit in the theater and watch, uh, but on TV, it was fine. And now, if it's ever in the Bill Murray section, I will watch it. Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Come on. But I didn't think there was enough zombies in that movie until the end. It was mostly just a road trip with... Uh... Fucking uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Social Network. I liked when they call it Z-Land. Z-Land instead of Zombie Land. Like suddenly now because there's zombies, we've got to change the name of America. You got to be cool, you know? I guess. In the zombie apocalypse. Uh, Mike what? in Chicago, you're a manifest. Hey, guys. Fezzy, you know what? There's a groundbreaking book out by Dr. Leo Marvin that uh, I really think would help you take a vacation from your problems. It's called Baby Steps. I really, really think you should look into it. It's, uh, it's a self-help process, you know? Baby stepping around the office, baby steps to the elevator. Do you think you're taking baby steps, Fez? I, I think I'm taking giant steps backwards. I think that's what I'm doing. Is that why they're going to put you away in a health spa? Sounds really awesome. He, he's worried about, oh, they won't let me out. You won't be able to f afford the third week of this place. These are fucking Jamaica prices. God damn. But you do get, I think, a manicure. Man-a-cure. Oh. Um... Here is Andy in Cleveland. You're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Pepper, unless... Um, manicure? Unless... Go ahead. Manicure? No. Now, unless they uh, totally fuck it up in Hollywood, the uh, mother of all zombie movies is, is on its way. It's called World War Z, and it's written by uh, yeah, it Max book. Brooks. Who, yeah, it's, it's uh, Max Brooks wrote it. He's Mel Brooks' son. Uh, I've read the book. It's a fucking just phenomenal book. But uh, hopefully they don't screw up the movie too bad. Yeah, the book was okay. Brad Pitt's supposed to produce it. I don't know. The book was just okay? I thought it was okay, yeah. But since Zombies have blown up so much over the years, maybe probably the last 10 years, Max Brooks is part of it because he wrote some book called The Zombie Survival Guide. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah, and that, that, was, that blew up. That was just in every bookstore, you know, and people were buying it left and right. And uh, then he wrote this other book, World War Z, and then and that got options for a movie. Now, then people are really psyched for it. Is this kid going to direct it? Uh, I'm not sure. No, he's, he's not. He, he just he just wrote the book, and it got optioned. He ought to have his dad help him out, help him direct it. I know. Get some humor in there. Put some funny jokes in there. Hey, it's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... Fezzy, you seem like you're chartreuse right now. 
Um, I don't know what that is. You're blushing. Oh, I'm embarrassed that I thought I was being uh, told to go to a mental institution, and it wasn't anywhere near it. It was a salon. Well, there is an outdoor sauna. It's helpful. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Chris. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Um, In my opinion, the best zombie movie ever was Shockwaves back in the 60s. It had rock and music in it and Nazis. I'm not even familiar with this. Uh, it's an awesome movie. David Carradine's in it. Now, zombies are big, werewolves are big, and fucking vampires are big. Yeah, it's really weird how it's all just blown back up. I guess the last time zo- vampires were big was uh, Bram Stoke, uh, Diary of a Vampire, right? Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, but it wasn't was like now time. where it's on every TV show, every movie, and you would think, aren't they burn out a little bit on it? But no. No, teen girls, much like they love the Taylor Swift, they love the uh, fucking vampires. I'd like to do a movie, uh, Taylor Swift as a zombie vampire. Let's Wait, get it optioned. This is it. Zombie vampires from hell. This is going to be my biggest idea since cake pie, where I take a cake and put a pie in the middle of it. Cake pie, coming soon. Sounds delicious. Um, here is uh, Chris in Memphis. You're in Memphis. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to tell Fez he don't need a spa with a manicure. He needs to find one that can cure a man. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't even get it. You're a man. That's stupid. Affiliates? Uh, I guess. You don't have the sickness, do you, Fez? Not that I'm aware of. I'm working on it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're waiting for our zombie friends to make their way down the hall. That's uh, Photoshop Mike and Patrick and Murph, all from Zombie Hunters on ZombieHuntersShow.com. Zombie, zombie. Is that song about zombies, or she just yelled it out for no reason? I think it's about zombies. All right, good. Taylor Swift does that song, and she's fucking amazing. And uh, you know what? If I was John Mayer, I'd put out an album called like this. I didn't see you bitching about me when I had that cock up your ass, did you? Tweet that shit. Fucking start it back up. Come yeah. on. That's under 140. I didn't see you fucking bitching when I was licking that little fucking pussy of yours. You were loving it. You're kicking your fucking legs. Send them in to us with the zombie tune plan.
We have the Zombie Hunters from Zombie Hunters in the studio, zombiehuntershow.com. Photoshop Mike is here, along with Patrick. He's director and writer of Zombie Hunters. And Murph, who not only acts on the show, but also coordinates the fights for Zombie Hunters. Which uh, has to be done, because these can't be real fights. They can't be real fights. You have to coordinate them. You know, I was over in the Time Warner Center the other day. I guess it was last Saturday or Sunday, or maybe two Saturdays or Sundays ago. And 200 zombies came through. ZombieCon was going on? I believe so, yeah. That was ZombieCon, I think, right? Or oh, the walk? Yeah, one of the zombie walks around the city, yeah. Um, and there was literally, what was really funny is I was out front uh, smoking while my chick was in Whole Foods. And all these zombies come in, and I was standing one of the, next to one of the security guys, and he had a walkie-talkie, and the security people inside were seriously acting like they were real zombies. And they were going like this, get them away, from, they're all over the statues, because they were just going in, jiving on. So these guys were acting like they were in a fucking zombie movie, not even slightly uh, getting the irony in it. But here was the funniest part. I see this one zombie taking uh, pictures with a really nice camera. And then I recognize her. It's the girl who sometimes does the unmasked, who d runs our video. Oh, Maro. Yeah, it was Maro. And uh, when I went over, and she had zombie makeup on. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? She was so fucking embarrassed. She did one of those things like where she just hugged me like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm at the Time Warner Center. This is a, a place that normal people go to, not dressed up as zombies. Let's throw it in her face from now on then. I've been waiting for the zombie thing to burn out, but it gets bigger and bigger every year. How come? How come it keeps happening? I think people just love it. Um, uh, going back to uh, the days of George Romero, it's, it's never really gone away. Mm -hmm. And uh, lately, uh, people, I think people are a little sick of the whole vampire thing. But they still want their monsters, so they have this, and they can identify it with it a little bit better. And, and monsters are even bigger than when I was a kid. I mean, we really didn't have uh, as much monster stuff as you have now. Now, did George Romero invent the zombie? Did anyone was anyone doing zombies before him? There were zombies before him, but the flesh-eating ones, that was him and John Russo created that, yeah, for Night of the Living Dead. So the zombies were actually, they showed up in one of the religions, right? Like a centurion or something? It was like they used to blow opium in your face, I guess, bury you, and then they convince you, once, once they dug you up, they convinced you you were the undead and you'd be the slave. Uh, it was like an island thing. So this was actually a carny prank to get people to be your slaves. Uh, I guess you can, you can call it that. I mean, it, I think it was like, like Haiti, was it mostly? Yeah, Haiti, I know, has that tradition. But I did not know that they lined it up as a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, you know, it would slow your heart rate down. They'd bury you, and a day or two later, dig you up, convince uh, everybody that you were dead, and that's how. those are the original zombies. Right. Um, didn't G-Baby want to get a hold of us about some zombie thing as well? I saw him uh, hang up here. So your your guys show uh, it's available in New York, but then there's DVDs available as well. Or how are you doing it? Absolutely, yeah. Our DVDs are available um, on our website, zombiehuntershow.com, and also on Amazon.com. And how long have you guys been doing this now? Jeez, been about, about four years by now. Uh, yeah, um, uh, we started writing the show uh, in late 2005. Started shooting in the summer of 2006, and we've been going strong ever since. We just finished our eighth episode, and uh, and it's the first time we've had a break in almost five years. In five years, you're finally now getting a break. Finally, now getting a break, yes, sir. Uh, Fez Watley, when it comes to monsters, what kind of monsters you want to tell? Um, I was always fascinated by the creature from the Black Lagoon. Where, what? Yeah, where it was, you That's know. That's the one with wearing like the waist chain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, where. Why did he have a waist chain? 
Um, I have no idea. I think I always thought it was because he was like um, like part of a freak show or something, and he had escaped and still had his waist chain on. So, but he could do land and water. So I was always fascinated. Fascinated with the creature of the black lagoon. What about you, Hicks? Anything that you're into? I always liked zombies. Also, Frankenstein was always a shit because he was just a collection of Frankenstein has seemed yeah. to have gone away, though, hasn't it? Like, you never... The Frankenstein movies used to come out all the time. They're all those ones in black and white. And the vampires have passed them by. Yeah, they've taken over in a big way. Yeah. Well, and the main thing, though, like the early vampire movies, you wouldn't see anything but Dracula. So it would just be one Dracula movie. Like, Dracula's probably one of the more... One of the more uh, characters that's been in more films. And now they're just like, well, we don't even need Dracula. We'll just have other vampires. Yeah, I think they just made the re um, the sequel to Lost Boys. and went right to DVD. That's sad to hear, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was terrible. I saw it. I was like, and they were trying to sell it real hard by putting Lost Boys DVD next to it on the shelf. And that's how I, that's how I even knew it was a sequel. The uh, Lost Boys was actually a fun little movie I like that kids. movie, yeah, yeah. And it had that workout uh, saxophone player. I, that guy should have been a lot bigger. He was just a... He was almost... He was kind of like if Clarence Clemens met Arnold Schwarzenegger, it worked out that way. All right, G-Baby uh, from Hollywood. Are you, do you know G-Baby? Uh, not personally. I, I've heard him on the radio a bunch of times, sure. But uh, you guys aren't uh, Twitter friends or any of uh, that kind I'll of stuff. I'll do it tonight, actually, yeah. Yeah, you should start Twittering each other because G-Baby is not connected to everything that there is in yeah, Hollywood. Sure. G-Baby, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Uh, how are you guys? Uh, that's really not uh, your business. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was just calling you guys talking about zombies, and I'm sure uh, these guys know about it. Uh, this Friday, there's a new zombie show on AMC premiere called The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. uh, it's executive produced by Frank Darabont, and it's a, basically a one-hour drama uh, about zo a zombie apocalypse. And I've seen the first two episodes, and it's, like, awesome. Like, unbelievably exciting, uh, tense drama with incredible gore. It's a All right, so there's no, there's no comedic TV. element to it. No. It's straight up zombie horror, but like with a real human element. It's like the best zombie movie you can imagine, but stretched probably, I've only seen the first two hours, but stretched across several hours of a TV show. Now, do you guys think there should be a comedic element to the zombie stuff? At I all? mean, as far as like Shaun of the Dead and that kind of stuff, which mm -hmm. is almost all comedic, um, mm -hmm. I think some parts of it, it's like in regular life, there's always right. some kind of comedy in, in regular life. You have to have something that breaks tension. Of course. Uh, there's laughs here and there, but it's it's a drama. It's a, there's laughs like there are laughs on Breaking Bad and Mad Men. Okay, you know, just yeah. I didn't laugh at either one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I've been exactly, waiting for this. Everyone's while. I've been waiting for this show to come out for gee, about a year so far. They've been talking about it. I mean, um, I, I think they did a stunt in the city today. I think they this did morning this, on yeah. the bridge. Yeah, they had like I think 200 zombies crossing the bridge or something like that this morning. I mean, you know, it, it's a great, it's a great, it's going to be a great show. They have a huge, huge budget, and uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're we're looking forward to seeing it too. I mean, we love we do the show because we love the genre. We love we love zombies in particular, but all kinds of horror and monsters. Um, Walking Dead's gonna be coming out on Halloween, and um, they're they're saying that they're the very first zombie TV series that's that ever drives existed. you nuts. A little bit, you know. I'm, I'm I'm happy for them, and I, I think it's gonna be a good show. But we have been on the air for three years now, so it's not I mean, a new concept. And we're the first, and right now, still we're the only. So yeah, we've been on. We're we're on in Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan. We're on Sydney, Australia, and we're looking to get on in Florida and up in Jersey. I mean, and if I'm not mistaken, The Walking Dead goes almost right to the way the movies are. Uh huh. We're still in the process because we're. It hasn't taken over the whole world. Right. It is in the process. And I think in our show, we have still that 
comedic value because we're, you know, it's not all over yet. Now, what started the zombie thing in your show? Uh, we don't say that until the very last episode. Everyone's trying to figure it out. They're arguing it's a virus. They're arguing it's something supernatural. It's something the government's doing. But uh, everyone's starting to kind of start to kill each other over this now, too. Uh, G-Baby, what, what started the zombie thing in this other show? Well, except I've only seen the two episodes, and I haven't read the comic series, um, so I don't really know. But it, it is, like they said, uh, the, the show does start off where it sort of has already happened, and it follows a small group of people who are surviving in Atlanta and trying to figure out what's going on and survive. I'm sure they'll get to that, but uh, having not read the comic book series, The Walking Dead, I'm not sure what starts it. All right, buddy. Anything else up? Anything good coming out this weekend? Um... No, not real. I have a couple of movies I'm seeing coming up. Uh, oh, Saw comes out this weekend, which will be fun if you like those movies. Um, but uh, other than that, not too much. And uh, I'll keep you guys updated. But yeah, okay. I just want to give everybody a stamp of approval on The Walking Dead. Oh, there you go. They got a stamp of a G Baby stamp of approval. That doesn't often happen. He only does that for every third movie. Uh, Alexander, you're running for this. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to weigh in on the appeal of. Uh zombie movies, and I don't think it's people, at least speaking for myself, people associating with zombies as much as survivors. You know, there's something very appealing about just being able to mass murder your neighbors and, and basically everybody as a view against the world. So, so you identify with the survivor? Yes. Yeah, I guess it would be hard to actually act like the zombie is the, is the hero, unless there was a way to get back. Um, here is Jim. Jim in Boston, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, it's Ronnie. How's it going? Yeah. Hey, uh, the movie The Serpent and the Rainbow was based in Haiti and about the uh, the drugging of people and burying them and uh, making them zombies and making them believe that they were dead and that when they brought you back to life that they made you a slave for the for the uh, honor of bringing you back to life. You had to be a, a life slave to them. Now, um, this time of year is good for you guys, right? Because oh, it's yeah. Halloween. Oh, yeah. And uh, Halloween now, of course, is an adult holiday. Um You'll actually say to the kids, I need you to get to bed early tonight because mom and dad are going to go out trick-or-treating. <laughs> I don't... Halloween in New York has turned so obscene. I don't know whether it's like this the rest of the country. But have you noticed that Ricky's has taken over Manhattan? That they'll have these temporary places that that show up in stores that weren't even there two every, weeks ago? Every vacant store for the... For the uh, I think, uh, There's two uh, in Astoria. September and October. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're everywhere yeah. now. Yeah. There's like three in my neighborhood. And they're gigantic. They're gigantic. So um, the Halloween stuff is just massive, and you guys play right into that, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, we do this all year long, and I, I make props, and we do horror stuff and conventions in the middle of the month. I mean, we're doing a convention this weekend. Uh -huh. We're doing uh, Chiller Theater up in uh, Parsippany, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you can stop by. I, ha I have some uh, Wally Posse stickers to give out to anybody who recognizes the show. Still doing the Wally Still Posse. Doing it. That's <laughs> so sad. It's not sad. I see stickers so everywhere. So <laughs> sad. Posse's going strong. <laughs> the uh, Chiller, Chiller Theater. com. Yeah, you can get uh, tickets as well as uh, and directions out there. But, I mean, there's plenty of celebrities signing autographs. There's uh, bands playing. There's costume contests. What celebrities are going to be there? Gee. Uh, um... The Italian Invasion, like a lot of the people that did the movies in Italy, the uh -huh. zombie movies, there's a, a, a ton of them. It's going to be Barbara Eden and Larry oh, Hagman. Oh, you can't beat that. Yep. Barbara Eden, I can't wait to meet you, them. seriously. I'd oh. love to get her in here. I'd never look over. Um, it's all about the makeup for you, though, right? Yeah, I, prosthetics, makeup, uh, blood hits, uh, head. How did you get into that stuff? 
out of necessity uh, through you guys had a, a real big I mean I, I went to college for art and everything like that and, uh -huh. but uh, it started up when I originally heard Paul doing the Gap movie and I wanted to do uh, I offered my services to do the DVD cover which I did do mm -hmm. and um, I forget what it was but uh, I was just working with him the guy doing special effects uh, from Florida where it was couldn't come down and do the, the shoot in New York I uh, put together a real small kit worked with him I knew a friend who knew a friend who knew Pat Pat had gone ahead and said, you know anybody who can do special effects? And I jumped up, and ever since then, I've been the director of the art department. So really, because of you guys. Now, what kind of special effects do you do on the show now? She Now it's getting really yeah. obscene with stuff. I mean, like decapitation stuff, a right. lot of, like, of head, head shots, uh, intestine pulls. Um, and it's all kind of improv for you? I mean, no, or I mean, I once you get it down? I mean, No, but I mean, like, when you're doing, doing that in testing pool, you got to almost do, like, a research and development on that? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, I do try to look at some, some pictures on the line of mental uh -huh. stuff, so it's, it's, it's real enough, so it doesn't look phony. Right. But uh, I do everything in my kitchen, in my garage, and then uh, I have just a storage unit full of parts that we have and then when we're shooting something if someone needs to have a neck split with a rib cage that's open spilling out guts i just go to the closet and pull it right out now do you feel like the art background helped with that or oh, yeah. it's totally separate do you feel like it's a connection certainly i mean i've been doing that since i was a kid I, mm -hmm. I used to make these mannequins just for no reason and i had no reason to make them but now i have a reason for them and now my apartment's full it looks like a morgue <laughs> <laughs> what the oh FX? Remember that movie yeah, from the eighties? That movie inspired me so. I love so that bad. movie, but then they did FX too, and it wasn't yeah. nearly as good. But that first one was great. As a matter of fact, in the Museum of Moving Image, I think it is over in Astoria, they have the the first that big creature that comes out of that closet. Oh yeah, it's, it's on display there. Yeah, the guys from Zombie Hunters are here. ZombieHuntersShow dot com. We got Photoshop Mike Patrick and Murph in the studio with us. Uh, here is Finley, Cleveland. You're on Manifest. Ronnie B. I just wanted to share with you that this whole week at work uh, and today we are doing zombie shooting contests at work. <laughs> now, what exactly do you have to do for that? Uh, I'm a designer at an ad, ad agency, and we have been spending the last couple of weeks making life-size cutouts of zombies, and then the entire agency of about 200 people uh, we're having brackets and everything with a uh, shooting contest. Best score wins, and the winner gets a, a huge gift certificate and all sorts of good stuff. Here's Mike. Mike in Queens. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, hey, I um, read a little while ago that um, someone explained the rise in uh, interest in zombies by pointing to the growth in uh, senior population having Alzheimer's and That's that the weird. symptoms of Alzheimer's are, like, uh, similar to a zombie where they're alive but they're not there. That's a really fucking weird concept because my grandmother had Alzheimer's and... Uh at one point, I was a kid, and I felt this thing on my face, and I woke up, and she didn't have her glasses on, and she was just, like, feeling around in my room, and it was like, and I still, I have a thing now of, like, I'll say to my chick, like, hey, if I start to get Alzheimer's, I want you to shoot me in the head. Almost like it was a zombie movie, because it's, it's like a gigantic fear once you've known somebody who got like that, you know? It's uh, insane. Uh, Hicks, you ever go through this? Oh, no. I, I, it's scary as shit. I've read stories about people on well, mental wards. Yeah. You don't have to worry because your family lives to 40 oh, okay. before they die. Well, I guess I'm in midlife crisis right now. You, well, you have come up with... Your family has decided that speedballs can stop you from getting Alzheimer's. And cancer and, and whatever else. Yeah, and waking up in the morning. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Talking horror movies here today, Fez. And it is that time of year for it if you... Uh, Try to go on your on demand. You're only going to get Halloween movies 
Here's the blowhard. Blowhard. First of all, love the zombie hunters. Michael and these guys do a great job. If you haven't seen it, these guys use props. The weapons look like they're real, and Mike does such a great job at the exploding heads and all the makeup. It's it's like a big budget on a small budget. It's totally amazing, so I really recommend it. But another thing I was going to recommend is, is a movie that came out in the early 40s. It's probably one of the early zombie films. It's called I Walked with a Zombie. And the origins do trace back to Haiti and that whole um, voodoo thing going on. And voodoo, in that genre, there was a lot of early films in the 40s and 50s that just dealt with the entire uh, Santeria, voodoo, and that's where the whole zombie thing uh, originated. Now, Mike turned me on to a movie recently, and it was one of the coolest movies I've seen, Ronnie. You've got to check it out. It's called Dead Ice. Oh, yeah. It's, it's from Norway, and it's about Nazis that are underground, a whole battalion of Nazi zombies that come up and terrorize these kids. And they're in full uniform, great special effects, and they just come out of the, out of the snow and the ice, and they just pop up out of the ground. And it's, it's got to be seen to believe. That I know Mike's not crazy about it because he <laughs> finds everything wrong with everything. Oh, those uniforms look too good. and They were too you know. clean. Okay, it was, but it was this movie, the genre, just about frozen. Is that how you watch uh, movies now, though? Yeah, you just well, uh, pick apart for... Background stuff. Well, and yeah, that movie was Dead Snow. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, Dead it, Snow, yeah. what it was was the movie itself. I mean, it was a great movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, mm. And I, I watch all these movies, but being on the other side of it, you get to see what goes into it. And when these 60-year-old zombies are popping up out of the snow with pristine uniforms, right? you know, it's like, all right, you guys suspend belief. They're zombies, after all. But it had it all. It had gore. It, it did. Had it, was, it was really it cool. zombies. It was just a totally great film. If you, anybody that, That's always it. a difficult thing. Like, I've noticed, like, you're watching a film... And you'll hear a movie that is not of the year yet that the movie's taking place. Right. It always throws you straight out of it. And I think this is the problem with time travel. The reason why that woman is got that uh, cell phone. Cell phone yeah. I think like if you were two thousand years in the future, nineteen nineties, nineteen twenties, it was too close. They sent them back with cell phones. So a woman's just walking around in the nineteen twenties with a cell phone. Could happen, Hicks. Um, I'm down. Lord, I'm not used to you liking things from the past better than the present, so this is very shocking. Yeah, when I can find, uh, I love the zombie genre, whether it's George Romero, Dario Argento, the Italian uh, great. Oh, yeah. I've always loved zombie films. They're one of my favorite genres of horror. Usually if it's a really bad B-movie, I enjoy it. And if I ever need a point of reference, I can talk to Mike about it, and he'll know like every awful movie that's out there. He'll just <laughs> point me in the direction of new, current stuff, although I do prefer some of the older classics. Mike is always sending me, oh, get this one, check this out. And this one with the Nazis, it was just hilarious. It's just seeing Nazis pop out of the snow and just eating the uh, young, like, hot Norwegian chicks. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't get any better than that. Thanks, Blowhard. Thank you. Thank you. We got the zombie guys here with us today, Fez. The, uh, from Zombie Hunters, we got Photoshop Mike, we got Patrick, we got Merv, and you go to zombiehuntershow.com. Uh, let's go over here to Mike. Mike in Florida, you're on a fez. Hey, how's it going, guys? Just wanted to continue on with the bad slash amazing horror films. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but there's a movie out now called Thanks Killing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of this. <laughs> oh, titties and gore. It's amazing. Check it out. Now, it's a weird thing that, that you can have, like, a bad horror film and, you know, and then be able to dig it. Where you can't do that with other, with other genres. No, a bad drama is a bad drama. A bad horror film is still a good horror film. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that the strangest thing? All right, let's do this. Best bad horror film 
of all time. And most of the time, I think you see them when you're a kid and you don't know the difference between, like, if you are a kid and you see surf Nazis must die, die, you're like, this is scary shit. Never even dawns on you. It isn't until years later that you'll go, what the fuck happened there? But 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fezzy, what's the best bad horror film of all time for you? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Maybe uh, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks by Tim Burton? Yeah. Uh... It was kind of kitschy with the, all the nice yeah, bright colors I, and stuff. I guess it was. Um, but I was thinking of Santa Claus versus the Martians, which awesome. I would... Oh, man. Yeah. With Isadora. I think yeah. I got that for fans like three years ago for Christmas. Did you watch it, Fez? It was hideous. <laughs> You're right. It was, it's, you can't look it away. It's like, a, it's like a car accident. Uh, and I actually believe that was the first film I ever saw in my life. Wow. If, that is literally the first film I remember seeing. And again... I was, holy shit, these fucking Martians are scaring the shit. Hopefully Santa Claus will be able to pull it out for us. What about for you, Hicks? It's got to be Leprechaun in the Hood, where the Leprechaun Oof. has to go to the Hood and uh, uh, kill gangsters. That one I'm not even familiar with. Ice-T yeah. is in it, and he gets a hole shot through his chest. No, he, actually, that Leprechaun punches a hole through Ice-T's chest. Uh, they made a series of those, right? The yeah. Leprechaun films? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he's in space, and then he goes back to the Hood again. Leprechaun in the Hood, too. Back to the Hood. Uh, hey, Butt, you're on the Run of Face show. Yeah, the whole thing is about indiscriminate killing. You just want to be able to kill your neighbors, kill your uh, ex-wife, kill whoever whoever you get lucky enough to run across has become a, a zombie. So the point of just having the sawed-off shotgun and be able to use it uh, is... Without repercussions, fun. yes. Well, it's the one most like a video game, because oh, the yeah. zombies just keep on coming. It's not like you have to beat one Frankenstein. Here's Eric in Houston, your man of Fez. Yeah, this movie I saw back when I was probably 12 years old. It's called Motel Hell. Oh, it's about wow. Farmer Jolin and his famous sausages. Well, his famous sausages is uh, he goes and gets these tourists that are driving along the roadside, takes them out, kills them, and stuffs them in the back. Doesn't kill them, but stuffs them in the ground and fattens them up. And when they're ripe, he plops them out with his big old backhoe. It's the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Here is uh, Eric. You're on Fez. What do you say, dude? Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It was a real shitty late '80s, early '90s horror movie. You uh, guys ever check it out? I'm not familiar with it. You know this they, one? They had these cotton candy uh, like uh, encasements. They put the people in, and then they'd mm. stick huge straws through them and suck them. Suck them clowns and had killing. And again, uh, clowns run into most people's childhood fears. Yeah. And for Best some re- the movie, too. Yeah, for some reason, people will still get them for their kids' birthday parties, even though kids are afraid of them like they were cancer. Uh, thanks, man. Peace. Peace. Uh, Darren, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, Darren here. I'm Poultry Geist by uh, Troma Films. <laughs> Troma. Just a couple years ago, we oh. had them in when they did yeah, that I heard film. That. And they have such a cool little company where they'll be like hey if anybody wants to do the music for a film give us a call yeah i met him a few times this the conventions with us uh-huh. uh not with us but at the conventions we are at and uh i remember when they were looking for for people to invest in that movie he was he was plugging the idea i mean toxic avengers is biggest mm-hmm. uh, franchise form then have like kabuki uh cop i think it is oh that's great yeah, that's a yeah. great concept uh here is uh wayne your manifest hello yeah yeah um the best movie that ever is still still scares the fuck out of me 
but the acting is terribly bad as Phantasm, the original Phantasm. With that uh, little steel ball with the blade. Yeah. Uh, so you guys can't be stumped on any horror the, the films, is that right? That was a great movie. Well, the, the, the only thing about Phantasm was really funny. They had those little, <laughs> the little dwarfs that looked like Jawas. They're running around. <laughs> Just completely lifting <laughs> the Jawas. Like Jawas, man. That's so great. But still, yeah. still in Westchester. Yes. Go ahead, bro. Damn, we lost him. He had a good one. Here's Mark. Mark in South Carolina. Hey, boys. Hey, the, the scariest movie I had as a kid that I got to rewatch as an adult that was so stupid but scared the shit out of me <laughs> was The Legend of Boggy Creek. I don't know what this one to you guys. That, we got it's, stumped. It's no. about Sasquatch in Folk, Arkansas. No, I didn't see this one. Nope. It stars Dana Plato, one of her first movies she ever Wow, made. that's worth watching for right there. <laughs> Dana Plato's really work. Um, the Legend of Foggy Creek, and it's a Bigfoot in Arkansas? Yes, he attacks people. What scared the shit out of me, there was a guy sitting on the crapper reading the paper, and a big hairy arm burst through the window and grabbed him. I couldn't take a shit in my house for a week. <laughs> uh, here's Andrew in Long Island. Yeah, the ice cream man with Clint Howard. He plays like a retarded ice cream man. You can't get any better than Clint Howard. He's creeping everything he yeah. He's, He's creep, creepy even in his brother's films. Yep. Where he'll walk out for a second and scare the shit out. Was he a little Nicky or something like that? Yeah, he will just show up and be Clint Howard now. The Zombie Hunters are in studio. Zombiehuntershow.com. Talking to Photoshop Mike and Patrick and Merv. Here's Merv, a, sorry. Here's uh, Greg. Greg in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I got one. It's called Fido. It's about a, the zombies. It's about a company that's, that's taking one. over zombies. They put a collar around their neck and they train them to be their house pet. Yep. Well, the girl that plays Natasha on the top on that Bond movie, she was in the X-Men movie also. She's looking shit hot in this movie. She's the wife of one, and the zombie and her fall in love. Let me ask you this. How do you kill your zombies, guys? How does a zombie die? Uh, head Headshot. It's got to be a headshot. Decapitation. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Samurai Sword to the Head, which uh, we did. Uh, Mike and uh, Pat worked on the... This uh, prosthetic, and we had a guy attack me, and uh, I trained with the samurai sword a little bit, and I chopped him in half. So the head has to, the brains have to come out. Severing the cord, yeah. Severing is, is always a good thing. Is that something you had to get one take to? You just had to yeah, just rip it one, one take? take? That one we, was. After like 16 hours of shooting, right. Pat, the director, says, okay, now Murph, you're going to get up and then you know, take yeah. the samurai sword out. I'm like, oh sure. So he filled it with brains and blood, and it was it's it's pretty cool. It was real messy. Yeah. People never realize that when you do that stuff on a budget, it's got to be done exactly, or else you don't get the second one at all. We shoot with like four cameras and A, B, you know, C, and D, and then uh, a primary camera because you never know where the blood's gonna shoot. Right. What's gonna get wet? I mean, we've done shoots before where they've misfired and, and painted the ceilings with blood, mm -hmm. and then we're sitting there for another like three hours cleaning these brand new painted ceilings. It was. <laughs> that's that's a nightmare. We're our own cleaning crew. Yeah. Uh, here's Cal. Cal, you're on Manifest. My best bad horror movie is one called Rock and Roll Nightmare. Biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life, but hilarious. Uh, who's in it? I'm not sure if I know this one. You guys know it? Um, um, no, no one famous is in it. I think it's actually a Canadian horror movie. Oh, that'll do it for you. But it's like the guy has to kill demons with rock and roll. It's, it's awful but hilarious the weirdest thing is this is somewhat familiar to me i i, I can't picture it but i know this premise t-bone brookline you're on a fez hey i i had a bad movie to recommend but i'm um, just sticking with the zombie thing blue tongue films is a uh, uh film production company out of air uh, 
Australia. I don't know if the zombie crew is familiar with them, but they did a short film online. You guys can uh, Google. It's called I Love Sarah Jane. It's the best zombie short that I've ever seen, and uh, I would highly recommend it to anyone who's into the zombie oh, genre. Okay. And, uh, Wants to watch something online that's pretty quick. But you, excellent. When you guys do these festivals and stuff, you get together with other people who are into the zombie stuff, or is it all across the boards? Oh, yeah, there's people from every kind of genre. Um, we do the conventions. We got friends that do all the T-shirts, do the merchandising, to do different kinds of films, all kinds of horror films, things like that. And uh, we all come together at these conventions, and we all have tables set up, and we help each other out. It's a uh, wonderful experience. Now, the crowd who calls, shows up, is there a certain demo, or is it across the board? I mean, could you tell if there's going to be if you're going to bump it into a horror fan, or it could be anybody? We have little kids that yeah. come over, and their parents show up in the show, and they know. Well, we have a lot of hardware on the table. We have a lot of pistols and rifles and stuff. Right. So that that usually gets the little kids over. Once they're over, they're really into it because we're running a, you know a reel of the the show on, right. on the TV in front of us. So it's been older people. It's been you know thirteen somethings who were just digging, who were just getting into the horror genre. Right. Um. So it really does have a, a wide wide age range there. Now, when those zombies uh, showed up uh, walking down the street in New York, 200 of them, I looked around at little kids to see if they were panicking, and it just seemed like they were digging, like kids know now yeah. that this is something adults do. If I was a little kid and I saw that, forget about it. I'd have been swinging. Um, let's head on over here to uh, Frank. Frank, you're on my face. Yeah, well, what about uh, Prince and Price movies back in the 50s and 60s? And, you know, for example... House on Haunted Hill. That awesome. really scared the shit out of me. That was an awesome movie, yeah. Yep. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's John in PA. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. Uh, how about Dead Alive, a movie directed by Peter Jackson years ago. It was a terrible, terrible zombie movie. Um, oh, yeah. Do you know this one? I remember the... I know it well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Yeah, Peter Jackson, uh, you know, famous for the Lord of the Rings. Right. He, got, he, he cut his teeth on making really bad horror films, and that was a, that's a classic. He kills them with a lawnmower turned upside down. So you think that maybe it, uh, that this is like the greatest training ground for people? Because I know, like, back in the '60s, they would do the motorcycle movies and make them real cheap, and so many of those guys came out of it. But now it's horror films for people. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, James Cameron, the you know, first first movie he directed was Piranha Two. Yeah. So I mean, you know, uh, pretty good company to be in. Uh, here is uh, Ben. Ben, you're on Running. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a TV movie or whatever, but Stephen King did. That clown did and still does scare the shit out of me. Um, Stephen King, they can take anything of his. I don't. I think if this guy wrote down a shopping list, they would turn it into a <laughs> a, a series of somehow. There was a horrible one. I actually saw this a couple weeks ago. I think it was a Stephen King book, Graveyard Shift. With all the rats and stuff? Yeah, it's, yes. it's rats infesting like a textile mill. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out they're all being led by this giant, giant. albino bat. Well, don't ruin it for me, Fez. <laughs> I was going to watch it this weekend. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, here's a giant albino bat. Um, Frank, you're in Fez. Hey, what's up, Ron? Yeah. Yeah, Invaders from Mars, a great movie. It's a remake, the 80s remake. They took this uh, 50s movie, remade it. It's about this kid. He wakes up. His parents are aliens. The whole town is aliens. Yeah, how does the pod people uh, genre play into the uh, zombie? Is that, a, uh, is that a cousin when you have people that are taken over by something else? 
Uh, there's been tons of those type of movies as well. Yeah, I mean they had uh, what was it? The, the what was it? The big one was um, Vision of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's. You know what? I guess they're, right, they're they're kind of parallel to each other. Right. The person that you knew is not the person anymore, but they kind of look like that. Um, but there's no reasoning with the pod people. Just like in some in some zombie films, you can almost reason with them, like in uh, Dawn of the Dead and that kind of stuff, where they kind of begin to pick up some of their old habits. I don't think I, that's the case. I really do wonder if, like, on a, a psychological level, this has to do with our fear of disease, though. That people are just some disease can come whipping through, and. Uh, all of a sudden, people aren't the same people that they used to be. Uh, here is Kurt in Portland. You're on Fez. How you doing, buddies? Uh, a couple of things. My, my favorite goofy zombie movie of all time is uh, made by an Italian director named Lucio Fulci, and it was just called Zombie, and it features a zombie having a fight with a shark. Awesome. Zombie versus shark. Uh, zombie versus shark. Wow. Yeah, absolutely fun. Plus, uh, here in Portland, I just wanted to pass this along. We do a web series out of here at missingreel.tv. It's all about Grindhouse and zombie movies. I think uh, you guys should get a kick out of it. Dude, uh, when, when you get back, you should certainly check out the, the Facebook for uh, Zombie Hunters. It's uh, We'll go ahead and uh, you can go to the website for zombiehuntershow.com. Get in touch with us. We'd love to look at it. Yeah, I'll be right there, man. Thanks. Yeah, if you haven't seen the show yet, I mean, uh, we were reviewed by somebody, and they said they watched it the first time, and... Then they went back and they said this. They watched it the second time, the first four episodes, they were hooked. And now they actually, that person's our publicist. Uh, so, you know, it, it shows the story that the trans, the transformation and that idea, like your people are, you're missing people or losing people, it happens in our show. People die. You'll lose the characters. Die. Yeah, you'll like, lose like the, the good guys. Main characters that you yeah. get, you start to get attached to, die. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, here it is Stu, you're Ron Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, maybe you can uh, help me out. I, I can't remember the uh, name of the movie, but I was really young, and uh, the only scene that I remember it's a mother zombie, and she's in a room, and she takes a screwdriver and puts it right through her head. And, and it's one of those things like when if you have a movie like this that you saw when you were a kid and you bring it up and then people don't remember it, it makes you think that you're crazy. <laughs> Where you'll be like, seriously, that, that I saw this movie. Sometimes it takes you 20 years before you can finally track it down. All right, yeah, Stu, I thanks, buddy. Hey, Ron, yeah. we're already at the end of October, mm -hmm. uh, and it's still early for Christmas, but we did bring you guys some Christmas gifts. Oh, so the first one again, early, Mike, Early, is the early first. Christmas. We got some for Chris, and we got some for you guys here, and uh, we got an Easter, uh, Easter basket, a uh, Halloween basket for uh, the studio here. Oh, that's very nice to you guys. Okay. We appreciate it. Zombie basket? Zombie basket. Nice, right, thank you. you. Uh, you were talking about the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, I'd say the best movie about you don't know who's who was on last night again. They have shown all these horror movies. The Thing. The Thing. Awesome. We met Carpenter in uh, at, at Monster Mania in August. Uh -huh. And uh, we were wearing the Zombie Hunter t-shirt. He's like, hey, man, where's that? I said, it's our TV show. He goes, that's awesome. <laughs> so we sent him a shirt. So he's a, he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, and he's stayed in that genre, right? Carpenter is... For yeah. the most Still, part, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, those were some brilliant films that he made. I just watched Halloween last night, and it's still as scary as it was when I saw it when I was 10. And I think it's scarier than everything that they tried to do since then, you know what I mean, I in agree. terms of that. Yeah. That there was something so pure and simple. Uh, and I think sometimes they forget that, you know, that it doesn't have to be gigantic. Like, I don't like any of the CGI stuff. I'd rather see exactly what you guys are doing. 
um, then I, I don't know. I can spot the CGI in a heartbeat. There's never been a single time that it doesn't take me out of the movie. Zombie Hunters and ZombieHuntersShow.com. Thanks, Photoshop Mike and Patrick and Murph. You can check them out. There'll be a Chiller Theater this weekend. You can get more details there by going to ZombieHuntersShow.com. All right, that's it for us. It's great to see you guys. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen. And very, really cool to see that it's still going on for you and making it happen. Appreciate it. We'll see you again. That's it for us. Back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Hey, Daddy. Hey, goodbye, Joe. Satellite of love.